You know what license? I always wondered how you get a license to kill. You know, the 007, like James Bond. <laughs> how do you get one of those? <laughs> uh, I think first you have to get, like, a learner's permit to kill when you're 16. Okay. <laughs> and then there's, like, a written test. <laughs> I don't do good on written tests, but um, that's one thing I might actually, like, go to school for and, like, take a test. You know, because um, because that would be cool, you know? Because <laughs> then, like, when a cop pulls you over, and he's like, Excuse me, sir, the reason I pulled you over is you just killed somebody back there. <laughs> Do you have your license to kill on you, sir? And your registration, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I'd just shoot him. <laughs> no, that won't work, butthead. He's probably got a bulletproof vest, and he won't die, and you'll just get in a bunch of trouble. And you... <laughs> You're right, Beavis. Violence is never the answer. Choose to defuse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <laughs> um, oh, God, that's good. Yeah. I just, uh, God, they're good. They're so good. That's Beavis and Butthead. I uh, truly, truly, truly love this new season. I have such like a deep... Uh, like excitement every week when it airs. And uh, I just encourage everybody to go watch this new season of Beavis and Butthead on whatever it airs on. I watch it on YouTube, but, uh, and you know, I love that clip and um, we're obviously big James Bond yeah. fans, but this is something and that Beavis everybody is too. <laughs> yeah, clearly we're on the same uh, yeah. intellectual level. I mean, we are Beavis two guys Butthead. sitting Listen on a couch. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> we are sitting on a couch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, as a, as a James Bond, if you grew up with James Bond, I think we all learned at some point that there is not actually a license to kill that, that you can kill someone and it's sanctioned. Clearly you're going to be sent on orders to go kill someone. Are you saying right? he doesn't have a physical license to kill? <laughs> well, no, I'm saying like other governments aren't going to, um, uh, acknowledge that gotcha. and right. be like, Oh no, you're good. You're one of the ones that are. You're saying there's no kill. murder reciprocity between these countries. <laughs> okay, it's just funny, but at the same time, it's really cool sounding and it works really well for like the movie universe. Like, oh yeah, like spies. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it's like anyway, uh, that's just a funny thing. I remember like well, first that here's first Patrick coming to attention. bringing it down. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have this? Just give me this. Oh uh, my bad. Um. Yeah. Anyways, I uh, I just. Uh, I just love Beavis and Butthead. I don't know. I'm yeah. unapologetic about it. That's it's, okay. You don't have to apologize is, to me, buddy. Mike Judge is just uh, continuing to kill it with this show. I just love every episode. Anyways, um, good. it's been He's a while, good. man. Welcome back. It's been a really long time. You've been uh, on set. You've been visiting the set of Yellowstone. <laughs> on set. I like that. <laughs> on location. Uh, wow, this say. is a on huge location. set. This <laughs> <laughs> is gigantic um I, yes laurie and i did go on a road trip that's and, fun uh we went to visit our favorite tv show yellowstone um, there you go in very, for very excited five. for the new season yeah the yeah. new season starts in a few weeks I think you guys did post some beautiful pictures man it looked amazing um, yeah we're gonna i still got pictures to go through i took about 1500 on my slr and i took about 800 on my phone and then Jeez. she took about 800 on her phone so we're about 31 3200 pictures i wow. think there to go through wow. um well jess but, and i went uh, to silver lake not long ago and that was 
<laughs> equally fun. And there's like movies 3, that have been pictures. filmed there. <laughs> Not as many, maybe two or three. Nice. Um, anyway. anyway. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, we, uh, we are back. And uh, I don't know when we'll podcast again because now I'm going into a lot of work over the next couple of months. But we squeezed yeah. one in here for you guys. Yeah, maybe never. You and, guys should, um, you got to listen to this one and get your fix. It's a pretty good time for movies, though. Like I've seen just since I've been back, I've been catching up with a lot of movies. I got a lot to talk about. Um, oh, boy. And, and there's and the holiday the, stuff getting ready to yeah, come out. Yeah, we're, we're right on the cusp of like more uh oscar stuff yeah. and uh, obviously holiday stuff halloween stuff this is a big month yeah. of like, horror movies scary stuff i got a few of those to talk about this but, is like my um, one month where i really dive in yeah year. right um yeah i'm not i'm not like a horror fan but i in the last few years i have definitely been seeing more horror than ever before yeah. because i do think that there are a lot of these good kind of slow burn um, kind of more atmospheric horror movies that we've talked about so many sure. times. And, uh, but then they're mixed in with some that are a little bit wackier garbage-y. or garbagey. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, uh, like the Halloween franchise, obviously is still going right, and we're getting right. a new one in a, in a week ending. or two. Um, but like, I'll see that because sure. I've seen I'm the other ones. Yeah. I'm interested and I like Jamie Lee Curtis and sure, it'll be great. We're, we're the same on this, but I actually do every year around this time, get excited to kind of jump in. Yeah. And then by yeah. the by the end of the month, I'm always then, ready to move on. And then you're like, I don't need like, any more. That's enough. That's, I'm so glad but it's just one this month. is the time where I'm kind of revved up and I'm like, okay, let yeah. me see what I haven't seen and see what's new and exactly. that kind of stuff. So it is exciting. I also uh, went to the theater more uh, than I have been any month post-pandemic. I was is looking back true? through my AMC. Shit, that's great. Yeah, and I saw some American Cinematheque stuff. And I mean, we'll get into it. But um, yeah, it was that was a, a bunch. This was just a month where I had some time. To go right. up, um, and made the effort. Well, uh, let's get started on some stuff we've seen recently. Um, but I do want to shout out just before I forget, and I sent you pictures of this. When uh, we were on our road trip, we stopped at a little theater in Panguitch, Utah um, called The Gem Theater. Yeah, man. And it's just a cool, it's like the dream. It's our dream. You know, one day I'd love to have a small kind of art house theater uh, where we can best. program whatever. Well, this is a very, very small town. I forget what the population is, but I think it's about a thousand, maybe. And um, and this little theater is um, is really wonderful. I I don't have any clue who owns it or the history. I have a feeling it's someone that's kind of more independently wealthy. That sure. you know, like you want to be, so that yeah. you're not worried about the income of the theater. Because the night that we were there, they were doing a free movie, and I was kind of like. Really? It's <laughs> great. Yeah, when you're you in sent this me that, small I was like, town and you're not move? charging should for I this move there? theater. Um, and it was just it was part of like a, a an event that they were doing. But anyways, um, they showed Romancing the Stone, <laughs> which all time there was a there was a reason for it outside of that. They were doing a quinoa festival, and there was something about like okay, this movie takes place in South America, <laughs> and it's quinoa, blah blah blah. But then also. It's Romancing the Stone, and they are a rock-themed movie theater because of where they are in Utah, but also um, they have like a really beautiful gem and rock store inside. They own a bunch of dinosaur skulls that are wow. just like in the movie theater, um, and and those are not cheap. Um, and then, uh, but Utah is, you know, it's like 
it's like Montana, you know, where yeah. we see yeah. uh, Alan Grant at the beginning sure. of uh, Jurassic Park. It's just cowboys and archaeologists. They're full of dinosaurs. <laughs> That's who lived um, and this movie theater had a uh, upstairs, like with a pool table, and downstairs where the concessions were was also like an ice cream shop with fresh homemade ice cream, like amazing flavors. And then they have tamales for sale. Like it was just a really fun environment. And I just wanted to shout out that. That's really awesome. Um, man. That sounds. That's really awesome. But of course course back in la here at the boring amc um, <laughs> um, no, AMC. Chains. um uh, i uh i have seen lots of things but let's start with uh i saw the frank miller movie three thousand years of longing did you see that i did as well what did you think it was wacky man and very and this, weird we were just talking off the pot about uh the concept of how did this get made yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what i thought the whole time i was and in there. that is a fucking insane movie that the whole time i was like this is expertly crafted he's such yeah. a filmmaker it's full of crazy beautiful things um it's got great cgi like better than most movies it's got uh, there are stories within the shot. story yeah like there, motifs it's just light, layer upon layer upon layer of storytelling but at the end of the day are people gonna care about this no. and i think the answer is no the answer Fucking is definitely no. not i did though and i thought even though i don't i wouldn't recommend it and say well this was good i really really for that reason was happy that I went to yes. see it and it got made. I was sitting there and I was just like, wow, like way. this is such a unusual thing. When I say weird, <laughs> I don't, I don't mean it bad in a bad way. No, like sure. A, yeah. Yeah. Just an unusual thing to try to oh, do. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, and had some, some great actors in it, you know, having Tilda Swinton, Oh yeah, um, and Idris Elba you know, and Idris Elba in it um, alone was like there's, a, it's just it oozes with creativity and if you just if you're on board with like kind of a weird fun movie, um, it was definitely that and yeah um, for sure uh, yeah enjoyed it. Um, did you see Breaking? No, I never got to Breaking. Oh, check that out. It was actually even at AMC's man. It was kind of hard to find. Really, at the time I was looking, I caught it pretty early, so, like, yeah, right when it came it's out. But uh, that was an excellent. I would say that's in the top couple of the last you know few months of movies that I've seen. It just was excellent. A very very grounded heist movie. You know, kind yeah, of a la, uh, as they say in the previews, something like Dog Day Afternoon or something. It's a little bit grittier. It's a little bit more grounded. Um, and, um, it's got a good message. Uh, John Boyega, as you see in the trailer, he's kind of unrecognizable. It's he, I would say this might be my favorite thing he's done. <clears throat> he hasn't been in a ton of stuff. Like we met him in attack yeah. the block. He did the star Wars movies. Um, he's in another movie here that I loved <clears throat> called the woman King. But at the end of the day, like it's John Boyega and he's kind of sort of always doing the same thing. This movie breaking, he is totally unrecognizable. And I, I would I would definitely support nominations for for cool, him that's awesome. for this movie. I'm a fan. I don't so. know that that'll happen, but right. um, but yeah. Um, I saw a documentary. Well, let me also mention that um, this is going to roll into something we saw together. But um, I I had a pretty good month of movies because I got to a triple feature and a quadruple feature this month which is uh, again yeah i did a quadruple ribbon, feature man. a few months ago and i was like i don't think i'll ever be able to do this again <laughs> but i did it <laughs> when you told me you were you were like this is the beginning of a you know, four today an attempted four today <laughs> an attempt i said my, that my first i wasn't thought, sure <laughs> my first thought was why like what series no not at all 
<laughs> that's what's wrong with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, my first thought was, oh, what, what series what are they running? Movies, yeah. What have they scheduled it together? Was my own, was but my for own you creation. to have actually, yeah, like booked them and mm-hmm. you know lined them up, that's actually really it's tough. Hard. Even in LA, it's hard. Yeah, because theaters are so far apart, and you so rarely get an AMC where like the three or four things you want to see are exactly. all there. Because I would knock out an afternoon and just take a whole day and knock out three movies, and then have that be my week's I'll worth of AMC movie. Pass. Exactly. I got back from this road trip and I was like, okay, there's like five movies, actually six, I think that were like mandatory. I have to go see these five movies. And I was like, when am I going to see them? I don't have enough days. I got other stuff going on. I was like, but if I go to as many as possible on one day, I think I can see everything. And that's what I did. And it turned out that Burbank saved me. Um, Burbank was showing pretty much everything. And also in premium formats. So three out of the four movies that I saw on that day were in premium format. And that's my goal always. I want to see things while they're in premium format, meaning uh, Dolby or IMAX or uh, Prime, AMC's Prime, are all fair game. I love all three. And and on that day, I saw three out of the four in premium format uh, because now uh, you know, the next day things were leaving. So, anyways, we'll get yeah. to that. But let me just mention, well, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Before you jump into the next thing, um, I will just, I just want to shout out to Burbank <laughs> because, like, yeah. you, what you just said, the, the best possible way. Maybe, maybe I should move there. Mm-hmm. The best possible way to knock out as much as possible if you're a you know cinephile. Yeah. Burbank having the Burbank 16, the 8, yeah. and the 6 all within. Yeah. You could park one place and walked all three. Exactly. It's the really the only place that I found. Um, you know, the Marina has two, but they're both smaller. Yeah. And yeah. that's the only real one where if you needed to do like a full day that I found without yeah. driving across town to another one. And unfortunately, it's just not the easiest one for us to get to. Yeah, it's not really but by you. But in addition to everything else, it's the free parking one. Oh, I mean, God, like yeah. everywhere else it you bangs, go, you pay if you stay for a day, you're either moving your car a bunch. Right, right, right. Or just to try to see these movies. So I wish it was easier. Well, like let me – le- so this is all great. And I'm going to come back to Burbank in a minute. But that trip – the first triple feature I did was a few weeks ago. And it started with a movie called The territory which is a documentary um, i've seen the trailer and, for that uh, it was great it was, i highly recommend it It was one of the first documentaries in a long time where when it ended i was like i could watch a whole like 10 part series of this right i really wanted so much more because they leave it kind of hanging because it, it, the story's not over yet hanging. yeah yeah and um anyways i highly recommend the territory it's it's about a uh, an indigenous tribe in uh, brazil that um, you know, they are indigenous. And so the country has given them a portion of the Amazon to, you know, it's their land. Right. Um, and there's signs all around it that are like, you're entering indigenous territory and blah, blah, blah. But then, um, there's a portion of that, uh, group that is uncontacted. And then there's a portion of that tribe that is totally modern meaning they have like such a strange they have drones and they have cell phones and uh so it's and i i say it with love they are they are uh you know they're separated by this gulf but they are um they're dealing with what they have to deal with they need the drone to see their land and see how people are like encroaching on it and they need you know, uh, the phones to call, you know, in, in, in a radios to call in, uh, you know, backup, um, right. to protect their land. It's crazy. Anyways, it's about essentially like kind of people encroaching on indigenous land. Um, anyways, on that same day <clears throat> I met, um, our friend chance for jaws and IMAX, which was really great. 
It's real jealous of you guys. I haven't do that. Couldn't haven't seen Jaws in so long. Um, you know, I've in my life I've only seen it a few times, and we've talked about how the I'm original not, blockbuster. I'm not. I don't care about Jaws that much. Neither of it's us do. Fine. Yeah. Uh, meaning, I I recognize that it's well made and it's uh, exciting and everything, but like I hadn't seen it on a big screen ever. And to, so to see it in IMAX and this restored IMAX was pretty substantial. It gave me absolutely a new appreciation for Jaws. Yeah, it would have been very um, exciting. Yeah. And then right after that, we went into uh, Star Trek uh, Wrath of Khan, which was the remastered you know, 4K version that they did um, right. at AMC. And so that was a triple feature day. And that was a funny day where I was parked at uh, Century City all day. You're right. Right. And I was like, "This is going to be so fucking expensive." Because yeah. even after the, even yeah. after the yeah. validation, yeah. I'm like, "This is going to be fucking twenty dollars." Yeah, sure. And when I left, they fucked up my parking, and so it was free. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, have that's to so pay. great. That's so great. Those yeah. dummies. Um, that's great. Yeah, those dummies. Exactly. So, uh, anyways, that was great. And then I told you off the pod that <clears throat> as soon as uh, search for spot, or excuse me, as soon as that was done, I went home and I watched the rest. I watched search yeah. for Spock, yeah. and I watched. Um, the whole rest of the original trilogy, I did Voyage Home. Voyage Home, I chose to do um, with the Shatner Nimoy commentary, which was nice. really enjoyable. Nice. And then I did Final Frontier, hoping that it would hold up better than it used to, and it didn't. <laughs> it's still just it's fucking trash. Oh man, and I then, only like the row, 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 but row, row, yeah, sequence. The opening is fun. Yeah, to good. see them in that's Yosemite is yeah. great. But uh, and then ended, of course, with it's Undiscovered a song, Country. You green-blooded Vulcan, <laughs> you sing it. It doesn't matter what the lyrics are. <laughs> It sounds like it's right out of a Family Guy episode when yeah. you repeat it, bones, but it's real. Bones, you're insincere. falling apart. Uh, <laughs> so, good. so good. Anyway, sorry. Uh, no, you're good. And then I ended with Undiscovered Country. So I you watched know, That's the way all. I need to rewatch them is with the commentaries on all of them. That's um, great. But great. let me just say that I, I, this is a small aside. We'll get, I'll be quick. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was thinking about when you told me you were doing that, I was thinking about how you know it's pretty well acknowledged that um, the you know Star Trek 2, 3, 4 – or like work as a trilogy, right? Work sure. as its own trilogy. As weird as it is, the the, fourth, the the last one and the fourth movie in this in this whole franchise sort of becomes like a full blown comedy, right? But it's still like it all. It's all one stream, you know, story beat to story beat, you know, and and finishes all together. Well, it's interesting to me that that's the the first movie kind of didn't work, and then the second one, third and fourth, yeah, were like its own thing, and then with the shows, they really weirdly followed the same format you know, unintentionally because you had the original series years later, you come back and you do next generation and next generation, deep space nine and Voyager all take place in the same time period, yep. same sort of uniform, you know, that era of yep. Starfleet. And they all at least share one episode. Like they would launch the next show Correct, yeah. with, you know, the next gen cast at deep space nine and then the Voyager group leaving. Deep exactly, space nine. Yeah. So like, it's, it's just interesting to me. It, it doesn't really matter, but I'd never really thought about how the show's, mirrored the original series movies in that same way where they like almost like scrap they didn't scrap the first one but you know what i mean like they were like okay we did that now we're launching this is what you would call patterns in nature (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's just interesting to me i don't know why it doesn't really matter but i found that kind of interesting that it happened uh absolutely so does that make enterprise final or final frontier i think i think for a lot of people it does although i um, like enterprise more than that i've gone further in the series and i enjoy it more but then by that logic but it is undiscovered country is discovery which is not fair yeah that's (laughs) 
I mean, I guess they both shared the discover word in their title. I think Strange New Worlds is Undiscovered Country. Okay, I hope and, so. Uh, yeah. And probably Discovery and Picard are Final Frontier. Yeah, um, yeah, more Final Frontier. And then, and got then, a lot of Final Frontier. And then like yeah. Lower Decks is Generations maybe or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll keep working on this. Yeah, yeah, we, tune we're in, work tune on in this, next yeah. time for more. Um, so uh, let me just round out the last few here. I did my quadruple feature <clears throat> uh, the other day. And it started with Woman King at AMC Burbank in Dolby, I think. I or, didn't get to that one. What did no, you think? No, I saw it in Prime. Um, <clears throat> trying not to exaggerate. Trying not to be be uh, you know hyperbolic or anything. Um, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. No shit. Um, I gave it a five on Letterboxd wow. with a heart. And well, uh, I, I really wait. thought about it. At, and, you know, throughout the movie, I was like, what am I going to give this? Because it, it just kept delivering. It just yeah. kept delivering. Yeah. At some point, I was like, okay, this is a four. Okay, no, this is a this is definitely a four and a half. And I was like, and if they fucking stick this landing, it's a perfect film. And I'm very excited right and now. And I realized that that's not so fair because you haven't seen it and that's going to color no, your no, opinion fine. and everything. But at the end of it, I was just like, I can't think of a number other than five. It's a five. Word. What's a five if not this movie? Word. And uh, and and I'm glad to see because I didn't look at the Rotten Tomato scores before I saw it, but when I left, the audience score is at 99. So I was Whoa. like, well, then there you go. <laughs> wow, that's, <laughs> that's great. That's man. the number. That's actually awesome um, to hear. It's one of the best things I've seen, and um, I I definitely cried more during this movie than anything I can remember Jesus. in recent years. But that also comes with the fact that it's such a well-balanced movie. It has so many good character beats and wonderful, wonderful drama combined with some of the best hand-to-hand action and just action and kind of, uh, you know, adventure. Well, this is all I've ever seen. This is all I want in my adventure movie. And exactly my point. And I was trying, I was, I was genuinely the the whole time I'm thinking, this is not fair because this is, this is based on a really, emotional and kind of horrific true story of slavers coming to Africa and, and, uh, and essentially an entire kingdom fighting back. But you can't help but watch this and compare it to something like Indiana Jones, let's say, because of how, like, you know, uh, it it is, it's more just about how well rounded it is structured and and structured where you're just like, Oh, it's perfect. It has, all of the action it has comedy it has like it, it genuinely has comedy it's sure. how does how does someone in 2022 nail so many things at once when we haven't seen a movie like that recently yeah, yeah. they just don't nail it like that and this this team that made this movie and viola davis who of course stars and produced it and kind of you know made this movie in a sense is I don't know. It just is unreal. This is me. really awesome to hear, man. So just perfectly executed, checking all the boxes, giving the, everything in my you need heart in and mind. Yes. No, yeah, no, no I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm it's only very much an opinion. what you're saying. It's but, very much an opinion. But I'm, yeah. I, that makes me very, uh, very jazzed to go see so it. So please um, see it. I, yeah. I lucked out and saw it in premium format before it left. I think I saw it in prime. Um, anyways, it's just great. Uh, can't recommend that highly enough. So I saw that and then I uh, had like, so this was funny. I was at Burbank 16 and I had to go to Burbank uh, six, which is the kind of underground. Right, one. Right, right. And, uh, you know, that's like a five minute walk. And so the credits started rolling on woman King at two ten, 
and uh, I went to see Pearl at Burbank Six uh, at two fifteen. So I had exactly five <laughs> minutes, and I ran over there, yeah. and I made it for the trailers because I don't mind missing some trailers, sure, but sure, I made sure. it right on time. And uh, saw Pearl, which is the sequel, or excuse me, the prequel, prequel to yeah. X, which is this Ty West um, franchise uh, of horror movies, and uh, it's very good, super enjoyable. It's exactly Scorsese what Scorsese loved it. Yeah, it's exactly what his. it's very pulpy and interesting. Right, and uh, you have to see X. Did you see X? No, you highly oh, recommend X. Is X great, and I just it's X just on so the list. And I honestly didn't want to. Again, I'm not a huge horror fan, but yeah. I didn't want to watch Pearl at least until I'd seen X. I yeah, know it's gotta, a prequel, you gotta see X, but I yeah. still wanted to do it in the order they came out. Um, we'll definitely watch X first, and X is a superior movie, but not by a lot. You know, it, they're both just super interesting and creative and weird, and uh, right. I, I like them both. Um, and there's going to be a third one, by the way. Uh, <clears throat> and then um, that ended and I had exactly 30 minutes to eat. Guess what's right outside? Like 100 feet away. In and out, baby. In and out, baby. I know. I know. So you go to In and Out. It's 100 feet away. You walk out the door, you walk in In and Out. And I ate and I walked We're all back. moving to Burbank and you guys can I know. Come it's with just, us, it's, what par- what it's paradise. It's paradise. And then I <laughs> watched, uh, then I watched Avatar in 3D IMAX. Oh, so you went back. I did. Was it no, as was good it or better than you remember? No, it wasn't IMAX. It was Dolby. Um, it was better, in fact. And oh, this is good. the whole thing is like, does it hold up? The original complaints with Avatar were like, there are some stupid characters. Yes. There are some, you know, really poorly written, like dumb characters. It's a very basic allegory. Um, it's the visual stuff and everything that sets but it. But I, in this viewing, was able to look past the the some stupid dialogue and stupid characters to the fact that it's just a wonderful adventure. It's so gorgeous. Still today, they did remaster it. So it, it, they, they got it to just modern enough where they didn't change anything, but they just remastered sure. the, the final, you know, copy of it to 4k HDR, all of those specs that are more modern. And I uh, watched it in 3d and it was great. Um, Ugh, Kelly, I don't care at all. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, I, it's going to be a real test, man. I'm very curious whether he can hold well, us. So I think he will because I, I talked to James some Cameron friends. is just, of course, of a, course, a king and no, no argument there. But yeah. I talked to some friends about this recently. We went to a big birthday party for some, whether people care. Well, we talked about that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But bigger than that, on a, on a kind of a bigger idea or issue, it's like Cameron's the guy who almost every movie in his career. Yeah. Oh, it's so expensive. It's taking longer. This is going to be a disaster. <laughs> and he's batting a thousand. No, right? he's, he, he's well, well, near he's, perfect. So no, so no one deserves more leeway on this right. than him. I mean, I think there are greater directors, but no one in terms of success from something that was not a failure, a disaster, like a preordained <laughs> disaster, yeah. Titanic, Avatar. But really, even if you go back to um, you know, Aliens, you know what I mean? You ever watch a documentary the behind the scenes of that? Like even some of his earlier stuff. Uh, same type of thing. So yeah, um, so no one deserves more more leeway or longer leash than him. However, it's kind of like the sports adage that father time is undefeated. Okay, and you start to think, well, the percentage lowers every time he does this, and I'm not saying that'll happen. I'm not rooting for that. I yeah, love Cam- yeah. Cameron. I've never had to work with him, so I'll probably always <laughs> love him. But um, I just get to watch what he does, and it's amazing. But this is going to be, I think, the truest test. Lining up four of these. And taking over a decade so to do it with, with something that so many people have said, this is not just coming from me. So many people who are even fans of this stuff have said like, I, I, um, you know, it, there's no bigger 
production that kind of has less real estate, has less of a corner of our collective imagination, right? He's like building Marvel it, is no, I, I get it. I get it. When Iron Man came out, if if someone had said when Iron Man came out, okay, we're going to make 23 more of these, but we're post, you would have been like, so that's fucking insane. So what's weird about it, again, I'm not making a prediction. I, I'm only saying there's two ways you can look at this, and I'm not sure what's going to happen. Because if Iron Man had happened, and they had been like, holy shit, yeah, let's spin out some more of these. Well, the technology's not there yet. 12 years later, a different <laughs> Marvel had made 23 movies. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's not going to work. I'm going. You know what I mean? Like, I, like we're all we're going. I'm just curious. That generation has moved forward, and in the same way that Star Wars is still around and always will be, it's kind of the granddaddy of them all. But Marvel has taken the reins of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Star Wars is still there, kind of next to it. I guess. Uh, I'm just curious. I, I'm very curious where we're headed with Avatar, and I'm it's, it's all in. There's nothing you can do now. And I think that's the reason that I'm I'm curious as to what's going to happen. Well, well, we'll I'm, see. I'm of course curious too. I think uh, I think he's going to surprise us. That's what I in think. In 3D. <laughs> <laughs> um, the end of that quadruple feature was "Don't Worry, Darling" in IMAX. And um, what'd you think? Uh, did you see it? Yeah. What'd you think? It was better than I expected. Um, because I'll, I'll tell you my assessment, and then I'll let you talk about it because I don't have too many thoughts. Yeah. Go ahead. Other than wow. What a um a, a early run to this movie to get everybody interested by all the drama <laughs> behind the scenes. Like this is how you run a campaign. It does, it does sort of to feel get people like that, interested. Yeah. Um, however, um, I thought this is my assessment. Uh, better than the new Stepford Wives, not as good as the original. Okay, fair so, enough. But you go, enough. and I'm not. That's not a knock on the movie. I'm just sure, that's sure, sure. Kind of the only thought I have to. Have. You know, I I tried really, really hard to separate the drama because Olivia Wilde, she's only made one other movie, and it was Booksmart, and Booksmart is fucking phenomenal. I could watch Booksmart a hundred times, and this movie is a totally different thing. It doesn't have the same, you know, kind of. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't have the same humor. Well, it's, it's a not, different it's movie. It's a di- I mean, totally different genre. It's you know, it's a it's social a commentary, mi- and it's, it's kind a of a mystery thriller. Horror, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I'm really trying to remove the Olivia Wilde and the drama of it all. I don't know what the fuck all that is about, or, yeah. or really care. All I know is that I thought it was extremely well made. Talking not about the story, but I just think it's. I think she's a good director. I think the performances are good. Yeah, nothing felt stilted or not enough. Everything felt exactly as it should be. Um, the performances, the direction, the cinematography, the editing is very good. The sound and sound design is very good. I just think that for a essentially a new director. Yep. You know, that other movie, Booksmart, is a far less ambitious thing where course, you're yeah. just kind of driving around town. That's a first director's it's makeable exactly. movie. Exactly. That's like a This one, thing. for it to be as competent as it is in all of these technical areas, I think is really, really an achievement. And then at the same time, it's uh, it's an okay story. <laughs> Meaning, it's right. not a bad yeah. story, yeah. but it's also it's not... Fine. It's fine. It's totally just okay. And so with all of that, I give it a decent rating because I'm like, well, yeah, it's not bad. There's nothing bad about it. Did what it set up to Um, do. I do think that Harry Styles, I don't really know his appeal or understand his appeal rather because I don't – he's not 
He's he's kind of the weak link in the movie. Have you listened to he's, Watermelon Sugar High, Kelly? I don't know. I guess yeah, but <laughs> I'm just who, I'm just joking, dude. Like I'm joking. Who gives a shit about a singer being in a movie when he can't? Let me. Ask I'm you not a question. even saying that he can't act. He was fine in this. He's totally serviceable. He's not a bad actor. He is. He's the boyfriend just of the director. Not interesting <laughs> to me at Look, all. We know he's so blah. We know that whether it's right or wrong. And I'm not knocking Justin Timberlake even yeah. on Saturday Night Live, but we know whether it's right or wrong. If you're successful enough, that that by you have leverage now in other arenas that you would have had to earn otherwise, and yeah. you don't have to earn as much. Michael Jordan got to play baseball. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and so I I agree with you. I don't disagree with you. Now let me ask you this though: Do you think the film would have been better with Shia LaBeouf? Yes. Yes. How and okay, so me too. Follow up. How different do you think the movie shia labeouf has a very different, i think it'd be darker it, it would right like i was sitting there like was there thinking, would be there would be more tones and, of abuse and, and not sure. even from him outside the movie yeah. i just yeah. think that he brings the intensity yeah exactly that. so i was thinking about it and while i think it would have been inevitably better because he's clearly a better actor i mean shia oh, yeah. LaBeouf, whatever you want to say about him off, off screen i've had stock in shia from sure. you know the beginning yeah, yeah. so but that being said I don't know that the I don't know that I would have in fact I know I, would, as much. I wouldn't have wanted the movie to have that darker tone, but it needed to be a better actor than Harry. Yes. I just don't know yes. that Shia was the right person. I think somebody who has more of the um uh, aura or whatever you want to call it yeah, like of a movie Harry star is right, but an actor. Like a, a movie that's star. That's shitty to say. But you know, someone who's got more under his belt as an actor. Anyway, that's like all a, like a Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Or, or I could probably rattle off ten more. Yeah. If you yeah. Enough time. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, it is very interesting. But Florence I, is always good. By the Florence way, Florence yeah, is amazing. my favorite, and uh, and obviously that's why you go and see this. Um, you know, Chris Pine is good in it. There's a, a he's also good there's, in everything. Yeah. There's a there's a big cast, but um, I don't know. I, I he was better than I expected. Um, okay. I've got a couple more. Um. I saw Bros. In, Haven't seen that one yet. And really enjoyed it. It is um it, it's one it, it's weird because when I when we left it, I gave it a four on Letterboxd, and I've since reduced that to a three and a half because usually in the day after seeing a movie, it depends on how much it stays with me. Yeah, I find myself going back to Letterbox a lot. Afterward, not for everything. I try not to, things. but but I but exactly. If no, I it, think your initial gut within, reaction can be different than your within the twenty four hours after a movie. I have a very solid feeling of what it should be rated, and uh, so I went back down to a three and a half because of just kind of how it stayed with me. It doesn't take away from the fact that it's a really wonderful kind of warm, rich story about people falling in love and right. uh obviously to see it. a representation of of things that we we don't see enough i just don't i don't i really like billy eichner he's yeah. not a movie star yeah i agree with that too he is really clever and smart and he is a good actor like in this you see kind of a range of 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 story that he's dealing with and emotion and uh, any changes over the course of the movie, but there's something about him that him in a lead role and the the co lead in it right. are just not 
stars in the way that they are leads in this movie. And I, uh, that's tough because they're both very good. Sure. Um, they, I don't know. It, they kind of change over the course of the movie and it, and it ends up being kind of, um, they kind of land sure, sure. in a, yeah. in a position. But anyways, um, that's that's my only thought, but it's absolutely worth seeing, and it is still warm and loving and and wonderful and all of those things, and fu- of course funny. Um, right. Last night we saw Barbarian. Uh, did you see Barbarian yet? You know, this is one I may not see unless you really sell me on this. Um, I got the uh, kind of the review from Chance, and I didn't really want to. What see did it What did he say? I haven't texted him back yet, but what did what did you think? Weird, or what did he weird tell really you? weird i think his assessment <laughs> weird, was really kind weird. of the, okay. his assessment was kind of like i guess i just don't get a lot of horror movies um but he kind of broke it down broke down some of it for me and i was just kind of like yeah it's not really my speed and then unless it's really really good i'm probably not going but what did you think so it's um it's not really really good it is a genre it is a subgenre of horror that is essentially like stupid <laughs> I don't know what to, you know, cause it's like, you know, they advertise it as the people who made uh, the ring and the grudge and sure, blah, blah, blah. Sure. And, uh, you know, that's all that's fine. A long time ago too. Those are a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it is, it's stupid horror in the vein of a lot of things where it's not like, it's not campy in the way that like an eighties slasher is that's like not that scary but i'll tell you it wasn't scary to me you know me and laurie we were both just like we weren't scared once that's the sign to me of that then they weren't trying to scare us obviously just grossed out right (laughs) no no not okay not not really i mean there are some things in it that are gross but minor sort of minor um, I think, I think you should see it. Um, but I don't want to give away why. Okay. So, uh, do I think you need to see it in the theater? Absolutely not. You can right, see it right. whenever or wherever, but I don't think you should shy away from it just because it's not kind of your thing. I think that it's worth seeing. It's got extremely high. Here's what's shocking to me because is it a super high quality movie? No. Is it? In my in my experience, and this Lori didn't share this, is it enter- is it infinitely entertaining to me? Yes, Chance I was mentioned the rating was crazy good, super entertained yeah. by this movie, and uh, yeah, the critic review is like ninety two or some bullshit. <laughs> right. That's crazy because right. what are they rating it on? It should, yeah. You know, it's we more it's more like a seventy five, eighty, eighty, maybe. I don't know, um, but it is kind of clever and it does lean into some self awareness. And it's, uh, but to me, I was just super entertained by the story that they were telling. Some parts of the story are dumb, and Fair some enough. parts of the story are really entertaining. Um, and uh, I mean, we laughed a lot. If that gives you any indication, right, like right. there was lots of comedy in it. So um, I don't know. I don't know if that's saying too much, but uh, that's Barbarian. Um, and then uh, two things I saw at home. Pinocchio really sucked. <laughs> Sorry, Zemeckis. But, um, Did, didn't you love uh, – uh, uh, oh, my God. Now I'm going to forget his name. What? Uh, 
who played Jiminy Cricket, the voice. Oh, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, I wouldn't had no He's idea. Unrecognizable. That was him. Unrecognizable. He did such a great job with the voice. I would have had no idea if I hadn't seen the credits. No, and the the kid that played Pinocchio is also really same, wonderful. Yeah, I don't I don't know anything about that kid, but um, you listen, know, Tom Hanks was a believable fucking Geppetto. There are portions of that movie that are like visually stunning, like the whole middle section where they go to the pier of. The, How long has it been since you've seen the original Pinocchio? I mean, it's super long time. Sure. I didn't really Did remember you have a lot of the any memory of how fucking dark Pinocchio, how no, many children no, snatchers. Because no, no. Jess and I rewatched the original Pinocchio a while back. Right. And um, yeah, that's a dark element. It, for sure. I would argue as dark. I mean, there's obviously the parent dies in every Disney. That's the yeah, issue, yeah. right? This shit is if this wasn't meant as just a warning that kids can get snatched and like to scare them, and, you know, scared straight. Essentially, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if that's not what they were going for with Pinocchio, going back and watching it, I remember being like, what the fuck? I even talked to my mom into rewatching it on Disney Plus. Oh, really? And she was like, I had no idea any of this happened. All anyone remembers is the when you wish upon a star. Right. And that's the perfect metaphor that's the perfect moment for all of disney i mean that's the reason that song plays yes, when the correct. castle comes up yeah. but that is the opening scene yeah that's not you know what i mean it's the not movie, the content i don't the think movie, is yeah. remembered almost at all and right. then there's like a jonah and the whale sort of biblical thing at the end but right anyway sorry Ed, that's a side did you see there. in the upcoming movies that uh guillermo del toro's yes. pinocchio is coming and out i also? imagine <laughs> it's going to destroy me and scare me worse than anything i've ever seen in my yeah. life but i'll go I um, love guillermo del toro. and uh, lastly i did see confess fletch you saw that too right yeah what did you think um, about I, that I as a thir- fletch fan thoroughly enjoyed it me I'm, too. i am a big fan of fletch me too and uh i, I at first i was like is john ham really right for this but then the he answer is great Yes, the answer it, it is yes. It was never going to be. I didn't. What it's it, not Chevy what it, Chase. Yeah, it was never going to be Chevy Chase again. And I understand your. But that sensibility of that. being a just super dry, sarcastic, confident. He was the right guy if anybody dickhead. was going to do it. Yeah. He is so good, and at it was being fun. That. It was a fun movie. I was surprised. They just I went don't make just movies out of like curiosity. That oh wait, yeah, they do. And they I made was, this <laughs> right. And I was so surprised how much I uh, yes. enjoyed it. I was going to go anyway. Um, if but, you're a uh, fan or not of the original Fletch. Uh, it's it's good. Confess. Chance Fletch. actually went with me to that one, and oh, he, nice. hadn't, he hadn't seen the other Fletches, and he enjoyed it. You oh, know, nice. It's the same. same yeah, it's thing, just so. a solidly made kind of uh, mystery. But anyways, uh, sorry, my list was so long. Tell no, me what you, good. you've seen. Did you see see how they run? No, that's one I missed. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, just did too. I don't know that everybody would love that. It was kind of mixed. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of mixed reviews. But um, I mean, the idea is this murder mystery, you know, we've seen it before. Sure. Who done it, but it's built around the Agatha Christie play, uh-huh. one of her murder mysteries. So it's, I don't know. I just enjoyed that. It was a murder mystery that, you know, something that took yeah. place around the play that is a murder mystery. And anyway, it was fun. I thought the actors were great in it. Yeah, it's um, got a great cast. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of people that we, we love Sam Rockwell, um, yeah. Saoirse Ronan, um, Emily the Criminal, which I know you'd already oh, seen, so I won't that. go too deep. But yeah, finally, I got around to that one actually right after we finished our last pod. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, same, same, same thoughts. I mean, you had some thoughts last time, but just was a fan. It's a really you know solid I mean? indie movie. It's yeah. very, very small. It obviously right. was made for no money, but uh, but Aubrey Plaza's maybe best role. She's so. She's to me is so much more realized and confident yeah. and uh, and uh, and powerful in that movie than I think I've ever seen her. I would argue it's her most real role, her most yeah. like important role. I mean, I'm not saying everybody needs to go yeah, see this, yeah, but yeah. like it's she's always done great comedic work and kind of over the top. This is sort very of ridiculous, and this is a human, yeah, three dimensional uh, person, and dramatic. It's great, yeah. and she did a great job. Um, 
what was I going to say? Well, anyway, moving on. I don't know. I had another thought on that, but oh, now, Emily? Now I yeah. can't remember it. Um, God's Country. Did you see God's Country? So, no, I, uh, that's the Tandy Newton one, right? Yeah. Um, I'm, the trailer for that got me so excited and, uh, I didn't, I missed it in theaters, meaning I wanted to, it's going to be on VOD next week. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to, I'm going to watch it. Check know, it out. I won't it. say too much, but I will say it has um, very mixed reviews. There's some stuff going on, but let me just say miss, in my opinion, uh, mispromoted. It's not what the trailer, Okay. when I watch the trailer, tell me if you think differently, I won't tell you what it ends up going into, but like, um, when I watched the trailer, I was thinking, oh, this would be like Straw Dogs, <laughs> like the original Straw Dogs. And it's like, I don't know if you've seen that, but anyway, but I thought it was going to be something like that and almost kind of a deliverance kind of way as right, well. Right. But not, uh, it's not that. It's a different thing. Okay. And it's got a bigger kind of social thing. Okay. But anyway, just once you've seen it, Tandy we'll Newton's very good. And it just, it, the trailer really, really, really hooked me. So I'm going to, I'm going to watch it next week. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> um, so, uh, bodies, 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 <laughs> which I yeah. think you saw as well. Yeah. Um, which again, it's been a while now since I've seen it, but it's appropriate going into kind of the Halloween season. Yeah. That, uh, I'm covering this one, but, um, Re- Jess and I really had fun. Isn't it fun? Bodies, bodies, bodies. It's we, batshit we found crazy. It, we found it hysterical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. we, you know, I mean, again, it's supposed to be funny. No spoilers, but like, you know, it fully is realized through everything. It just it goes <coughs> it goes some places you don't expect, or at least even predicting it was going to be something different. I right. couldn't quite get there, and um, just really enjoyed it. Did you realize that the um the the vet um was yeah. the the actor from the fall? the main oh, lead from well the yeah of course i didn't realize that until we got finished but then i was like holy shit why did it was he so familiar well so and he's then afterwards in, i was like, he's in a lot of stuff yeah he he's was, been in a, he's been in a bunch he's, he's the villain in guardians of the galaxy right you know right. um and um and he's uh lee pace is very famous for uh being very tall um and uh, <laughs> handsome um and i didn't realize he was the villain from guardians either i knew who he was by name but i didn't Um, know he was in all these what's that what's that villain's name is it oh god ronin maybe yeah i think so yeah he's the big blue guy yeah um with the hammer and then uh most notably for me he's the star of one of my favorite tv shows uh short-lived tv shows halt and catch fire um, don't know that one he was the star of halt and catch fire um but lee pace yeah he's a he's a great a great guy great actor yeah Lovely. yeah he did a great job too it was it's just a really super, good movie super yucky Man, check has it out. a line of boot i think they're booty shorts but maybe maybe i'm misremembering they're just shorts that say lee pace is six five on them. <laughs> <laughs> well we laughed a lot in that movie yeah. and honestly also this is just purely an aesthetic thing but um shocking how simple and effective having the cell phone light in a dark place <laughs> just on someone's face. That was the only light how in those scenes. How effective yeah. that yeah. is in terms of you being on the edge of your seat the whole time because yeah. you just can't see. You know whatever comes into the frame yeah. is going to come in. There's with a lot no, of that in Barbarian. No heads um, up. So, yeah. Cell phone uh, so. light, yeah. Anyway, um, also uh, went and saw, I know you'll love this, you'll be a big fan, <laughs> Medieval. Um, and my assessment, the same as Chance. We There's something about called Medieval? Yeah, do you not know this? I don't even know okay. what this is. So look it up and check it out. But it's, yeah, my it's been brain on has for a, a while. has a switch. Well, yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, it just erases. I enjoy anyway. this stuff. Our thought was as as fans of the genre and fans of that time period and yeah. stuff was me and Chance kind of both came to the same conclusion. It's just a bummer that uh, that so many movies that are just fine and aren't exceptional are made from that period. Like 
to us, it lends itself to something that a lot of really good movies could be made. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many movies that aren't necessarily I beg to bad, differ. <laughs> but they're just okay. But that's how we feel anyway yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, about it. So anyway, that's kind of the same assessment. Uh, I went and uh, watched Newsies again, one of my all-time favorite Man, you know, uh, I've never seen that. I'm, <sighs> Dude, I wish you would come with me. Of it, but... um, it was a blast uh, at AMC. I was really happy they ran it. Uh, it's one of my that's favorites. Cool. Uh, it's just, I know I grew up with it, so I'm there's a level of um, lack of objectivity, but... Um, just a fun, also fun early um, uh, Christian Bale movie yeah, to right. see. But, that, uh, yeah. but a great Disney, you know, kind of classic flick with some sure. really interesting, I mean, not exactly right, but like some interesting history woven in. Like to do right. a, a movie that takes place in a time period and even weave in a little bit of that I think is really effective. My favorite thing that I saw in the theaters since the last time we talked and one of my favorites of the year, I was shocked by how much I liked it was Clerks 3. Oh, I know you mentioned that. I haven't seen it. Shocked yeah. by how much I liked it. And now, you know, I like all the Kevin Smith stuff because I feel like he is an important figure yes. in a certain time of film. And I like the fact that he keeps making movies. He represents a certain sensibility of sure. filmmaker and, he, and person and film fan. And he keeps and, getting the band back together. And yeah. I dig that, right? Right. But I went into this movie expecting to like it equal amounts as the Jay and Silent Bob reboot yeah, or whatever, right, which, right. Went, which, which is basically just <coughs> fun cameos, yeah. a handful of people that aren't really good actors at all, but yeah. it's fine. They, they inhabit whatever personality and you're just on board for that tone or you're not. And you would never argue, well, this is great filmmaking, sure. but you've known these guys a long time and it feels like your friends are making a movie. Clerks three was better than it had any business being. And I mean that from a performance standpoint. Oh. I don't understand how it, I don't understand how it happened because <laughs> you know meaning I'm it not, probably wasn't Kevin. Well, I'm not trying to <laughs> shit on anybody. Yeah, yeah, right. But you go back and watch the original Clerks, and you're yeah. like, yeah, that your first movie, you have non-actors, yeah. and you have actors that are not successful, and that's kind of where you get. I, like. I'm now blanking on his name, but the guy who plays Dante, um, kind of the main clerk. You yeah, know, I'm not yeah. even supposed to be here today. He is just clearly a guy. I'm not trying to be mean. He's fine. Yeah. You know? right, right. But but th- there's you wouldn't ever watch that movie and be like, well, this guy's going to be an actor, and what else can we cast him in? He's sure. just he fills that role. In this third movie, somehow I don't know what changed because I went and saw Clerks too, and it was no different. It was like there's one guy reading lines, and then there's some big actors kind of dancing around him, yeah. and Rosario Dawson, and that's fine. He has some emotional weight in this movie, and he has some no bullshit. And in my opinion, you will not call BS. Just agreed, fully realized emotional like breakdown type of stuff. Where I don't know if something's happened to him in life, right. or he's just probably. gotten older. Yeah, I think probably both of those yeah, things. Yeah. You you don't doubt it for a second. There there is no you don't see him acting at all. Yeah, I mean it is fully uh, emotional realism. Yeah. You know, and and to the point that I was talking about this and kind of talking about how good it was and how shockingly good it was and all this other stuff. And a buddy of mine who hasn't seen it was just nonstop shit talking. He was like, oh, I'm sorry. I think you I think you autocorrected. You said it was good, you know, <laughs> and, and like I get that thought. But I would just say unless you've seen it, don't you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're, you're wrong. Like, I, I, I just I can't state it anymore. I'm very, yeah. very confident. I don't know how anyone could watch that and say. Oh, that's, you know, bad, right? I, sure. I didn't believe it. I didn't buy it. Well, I'll check it out. You, uh, you have to see it. And and being, again, it's the ad, the part that I knew would be true was still true, 
which it's this final chapter in right. a thing that if you've been on board for for 25 years, 30 years, you know, then it's going to mean something anyway. But then the fact that it was good. I don't know. It, it just there's well, just great. a lot. And I mean, and, we 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 love Kevin Smith. He's not always the best, you know, filmmaker, but yeah. he is He never has been. one of the better storytellers that. of our generation <laughs> sure. and sure. he is uh he is someone we love. So that's great to hear that he made something that had a little bit more weight to it, you know. I mean, it was right there, man. Like I, again, I've said my most enjoyable film experiences this year going to movies was Top Gun, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, sure. And this is this is. <laughs> I know we haven't three. gotten yeah. into the big ones yet, but but this is the other one. Like those are the three. <laughs> that's so great. far for me this year. That's so really good. I just wanted to touch on that one, and that's really all I've got to cover. We, okay. We've seen a lot of the same stuff. No, but, it's uh, great. But yeah, that's it. Um, let's. Uh, I'm just going to rattle off some TV. There's some of this that I actually want to talk about, but um, I've been watching The Patient on Hulu, which is an FX show with. Uh, Steve Carell and Donald Gleason. Oh, right. Yeah. And um, it's weird, man, because it's from the people that made The Americans, which is a wonderful show. God, good show. The show is just, it's a very small show. There, It's a drama that's only 30 minutes an episode. So that's a little weird. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. It, it feels lacking in something. I think Donald Gleason is actually miscast in it. He's, uh, he's not particularly believable or interesting in the role that he's playing. Steve Carell is great in it. He's perfect for it, but uh, I don't know. I can't highly recommend it, um, but it's okay. Um, I did watch that uh, untold the girlfriend who didn't exist. We talked yeah. about it last time, but I finally watched it and that is a heartbreaking and very interesting. Story. So emotional, such um, an emotional poor, poor guy. Yeah. And it's to be that early before rough. we really knew about, I mean, yeah. you can talk about how, how could you fall for it, but not it was a different then, time. Yeah. Man. Like a lot of people got duped <clears throat> by this. And then the angle of how sad it is. The, the person who was doing the duping is there's a lot of identity just, crisis yes, stuff in that. Yes. And and it's very, I'm very sympathetic. It's still kind of unforgivable for a, sure. I mean, in 100%. so many ways, but it's also, uh, it's tough. Yeah. Because they do present both sides. Um, have you been watching Welcome to Wrexham? Of course, it's great. <laughs> so it's time for and another I don't edition. Know, I don't know anything about you know European football. Sure. I don't know anything. Neither about did they. <laughs> and I yeah, and I also didn't know any of this story. Meaning, as it was happening in real life, I didn't follow it. Like, right? It's just so. I remember reading about me. it, but yes, yeah, yeah, yeah it's a fun, fun show. It's great to watch. Um, and uh, it's time for another edition of Patrick's Pitch. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Patrick's Pitch episode four, like a soccer pitch. Um, so kind of, <laughs> uh, not really, but okay. inspired by Wrexham. So yeah. as a lot of people who have been watching this have seen, uh, what we've now learned is that in Wales, sheep outnumber people <laughs> three to one. Yes, they do. <laughs> so I have decided, and this is going to be a very quick pitch, that I'm going to write the script for a remake of the birds oh. called sheep. This is good. And these adorable smiling sheep, you know, with bodies strung <laughs> about throughout Wales. And it's going to be very much like a Gus Van Sant uh, shot for shot remake of psycho. But except it's not shot for sheep. shot, but it is going to be very close to How, beat for beat. But here's the question. How are you going to get the sheep to fly? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, here's what's great. Right after I heard that, yeah. a video on just some, you know, on Instagram or whatever yeah. it was posted where the sheep had gotten lost 
And they sort of just decided this lady that was out for a jog through these paths was their shepherd. And this lady looks so confused and somebody got on a camera and she's kind of looking back and then she kind of stops and then she jogs and it's not threatening at all and they're yeah. adorable, but they all just move like little ducklings, yeah. like all behind her and it's like a hundred cheap. And I was just like, yeah, this movie needs to, needs to get made. So, you know, I, I just think Honestly, that's a I no-brainer. Love that. I think people would watch I it. I think stylistically and aesthetically, it would be a very pleasing movie. You shoot that in Wales, it's overcast. Sure. Come You're, on. You know, Green Hills, it's it's uh it, that's very um engaging all i kept thinking i think you should write it was the idea of there's the scene in the birds where she goes into the which terrified me as a kid oh. she goes into like the guy's house or whatever yeah. and suddenly it's that quick you know tight it goes in goes in goes yeah in, yeah like uh for the camera move or whatever and the guy's got his eyes pecked out and yep. he's laying against the wall and i just kept thinking like how funny it would be to have just like feet sticking out from behind a bed yeah. right like the bloody feet or whatever yeah. and then on the bed, just standing up, just in the most adorable little smile. <laughs> the sheep just looking at the lady from the doorway and not attacking, you know, because the birds all kind of gather and don't always attack. Yeah, no, and no. I was like, yeah, this needs to get done. So that's that this uh, needs to get done. Uh, that's that's going to be my my next attempt. And that's I feel uh, like Patrick's you pitch. could pitch this to Rob McElhenney and uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, well, and they would genuinely I was thinking in what way could i get in touch where i was like guys if i read this no money aside, or if i write this will you just read it no no, yeah, no yeah, harm yeah. no foul don't need any i'm not asking can for you any commit producing. to a read i yeah. just want you guys to read it and hear what your thoughts are anyway so um, so i'm on it that's the new mission for I love me it. but I love uh, it. but as for the show goes i jess and i've watched every episode we really really enjoy it so it's good. just such a cool story of community and and how far back and how important sports can be to the fabric of a of, you know a society and I don't know. There's just there's. A I lot appreciate how how much they're presenting in the documentary series, meaning it's a very very long form series. Yes, we're I think we're getting sixteen episodes of this, right? And so they really have taken their time to show us all aspects of people and culture. And uh, entire episodes have taken a departure to t- focus on other stuff. It's it's really a wonderful series, and uh, I very just, cool. I just can't. I, I'm rooting for it. Me too. Um, have you guys been watching Rick and Morty? Of course. There's one. There was one episode, and I I think it was the it was the sleepwalking one <laughs> yeah. that was just really wonderful. <laughs> they just keep doing it, man. I, I don't know what else to say about them. It's yeah, it's great. It's maybe the best show ever. It's yeah. not. It's not my favorite. You, you know, I'm not saying like, oh, this is the most endearing no. show to me. But it's just like it's I think one about of it. The I'm just like, I, ever yeah, made, that's yeah. what I mean by it. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like it. They just every each standalone episode could be. Oh, this is arguably the best episode <laughs> right. I've ever seen. Right. You know, and it's just so good. I don't. I don't know what else. What else to say about it? Hey, you watched Cobra Kai, right? I did. I was just going to ask you. Yeah, <laughs> I binged it that Friday that it came out, me too. and uh, it's just through. still so great. It's just exactly um, what it needs to be, man. It's it's the the yeah. right amount of cheesy. It's the right amount of like you know, as far as the foundational themes, there it's very serious and very. And firm. they, I think, most importantly, with a show like this, they continue to give us kind of what we want. I think they yes. reevaluate every more than season. Any other show. More than any other show, they just uh, it just feels so satisfying. Fan service in a good way. Um, and and this is where yeah, exactly. So you talk about fan service. I think fan service a lot of times is like an analysis of what they, well, (laughs) sort of, but it's an analysis of what they think fans will want rather than this show. It's fans of karate kid that make this show. And they just, they just are on the same page. You can say what you want about star Wars, but like, 
you know, obviously when John Favreau's in the seat, he's a little bit more prone to giving us what we want right. than a Ron Howard or right, a right. JJ or another person in the franchise. Sure. Um, just because of how they, how close they are as fans. Um, and, uh, I, I'm really, really excited that it continues. Um, yeah, just keep agreed. it going. Yeah. Keep agreed. having fun with it. And Sony just, uh, greenlit a new karate kid movie. Did they really? Which I assume has nothing to do with this. I, I was curious because yeah, right. it didn't say much. It just said they've put it on their slate. And I don't oh. think they even know. I mean, who knows? They probably yeah, just announced right, right. in this year we're going to have another one. But it has been, you know, 12 years since the Jaden uh, Karate Kid, which is insane. Right. Which blows my mind. But um, now with the success of this show, I guess that kind of makes it a no-brainer. They were like, yeah, we should revisit yeah, it does this. it, though? But, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, from a business standpoint, I, I think it's probably a bad idea. But um, but I am yeah. curious if this is another standalone or if they somehow try to weave this. I don't know. You know what I mean? In, totally. The show. Who knows? Totally. But anyway. Uh, Very interesting. Yeah. Um, we did watch the Emmys. Um, they were a few weeks ago. And oh, we didn't. they were real bad. Don't worry about okay. it. They had a terrible opening number. Poor Ke- uh, Keenan Thompson is like, yeah, you know, hosting and he's just, he's good, but the show was just terrible mm-hmm. and, uh, was poorly produced as always. Um, but unfortunately my big takeaway from it was just that like the show that's clearly swept was the white Lotus. Right. And that show I enjoyed, it isn't nearly as good as everything else nominated in virtually every category it was up against. And for it to sweep in the way that it did against, so much more substantial TV. Um, Wasn't it up against Better Call Saul? Yeah, it was, and and many other things. And luckily, like Michael Keaton came through and won for Dope Sick. Dope Sick is just a fucking masterpiece of a show. And then, you know, White Lotus is fine. It has some really entertaining elements for me personally, but it it isn't like an all-timer. It's just a show. It's an HBO show. And so it made me, it renewed my hate for the fact that all these uh, all these award shows it's just about how they uh what do you call it like petition for their show you know and they 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 fight for their show to win and they you know hbo decides all right this is the show that we want to win all right now we're going to spend lots of money making that happen you know through through marketing and through other you know means as opposed to letting the show uh, stand on its own merits. Right, right, and I, right. I get the sense that other networks like FX that has some of the best TV around um, and, of course, AMC with Better Call Saul and other things, they just don't have the resources that HBO does and they don't have the – That's true. Not the That's confidence, true. but they probably don't – they probably have a much better head on their shoulders about like who gives a fuck? Like why, why would we spend all of this yeah, time and money yeah. when – you know, what is that for? Why? It's like and politics. We need to take the money back out of the stuff. Exactly. It exactly. Run. It's no one, very no clearly one not democratic. Um, yeah. But, um, the, you know, so that was kind of annoying. Um, I watched, we both watched, uh, Laurie and I, a, a docu-series that's on Discovery called House of Hammer. It's the, yeah. did you catch the any Hammer of it? I, I haven't yet, but I really want to. It's only three parts and it's definitely worth watching. It seems to me to be very, well, I shouldn't say very, but it seems to me to be objective in that it does cover the stories of all of the women who have um, come forward against Army Hammer. Right. And that's one aspect of it. But it's called House of Hammer because it's really a documentary about the history of their family. Right. I knew nothing about. They are the hammer of the Hammer Museum in L.A., which is 
it makes me never want to go there again. They're a a seemingly despicable family, um, which makes sense. You know what's funny? I knew this, and I read a very early profile on Army Hammer and how he had broken away from the family (laughs) and didn't want their money and carved out. And it was such a feel-good story at the time. (laughs) No, I'm not kidding. Like I know it's hilarious looking back, and this is why you just never know, dude. You fucking never know. And like, and I always tell my brother, I'm like, you know, you basically just got to go and see. It's one thing to break away from the money. It's another thing to not be of the same broken personality type as the people whose genes you share. We're going to get into a whole other thing here, but uh, how do I say this without getting canceled? I know I'm not famous (laughs) enough to get canceled, but there's an, there's an element to this just from the trailers that I watched on this. There's an element of this and in no way am I condoning cannibalism. (laughs) No, and no way am I condoning any of this, but there is an element of this where you see this pattern throughout all these people and you can argue power corrupts. And I think that's true, but there's an element of this also where I'm just like, it's a shame that anyone has any kind of genetic fuckery (laughs) fucked up ability or whatever that would even push you to certain desires. I don't want to get out ahead of myself, but there is, and I've talked to Jess about this too, where I'm just like, of course I'm not. You're saying it's, any it's actions. Not, you're saying it's not realistic that no, I, I'm saying that genetics I'm, would play a part. No, or? I'm saying that it is. I'm saying that I'm and also I'm on not, some level. Yeah. I am sympathetic on some level, not outweighing anything else. Sympathetic to, in the same way that I I would never condone someone uh, abusing a child. I also think about someone with a desire that somewhere built into their DNA where they want a child. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like it's as it is a sickness in the same way mental health. It, it's not that I'm saying any actions can ever be condoned, but in watching this with hammer and seeing like the line of family men who all have this, well, I haven't watched the whole thing. Yeah, No, no, sure. I think, I think it's what you're touching on uh, to try to save you here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, please, quickly, quickly. What I think what you're touching on is at what point are you a victim? is what you're really touching on of, of so the, the, what this covers yeah. is the upbringing of these children of this family, children who become adults, who become old people who become dead. It's, it, it's the entire life cycle of many generations of this family and the abuses that were prevalent and the feelings that were prevalent and the way that they were raised. I, I'm not even necessarily saying when I was talking about genetics, yes. I'm only yes. partially talking about genetics. I'm partially talking about, the the way these children were brought up and what they were exposed to, which is not really genetics as much as just, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, the, it's uh, the other part. It's the yeah, nature, it's the, nature. yeah, exactly. So I, what I guess I'm getting at is that, um, of course, there is a there is a portion of all of this that it, it is um, all of every single person in this chain, more or less, is a victim from a previous generation and right. a victim of of heinous shit. At who the same, take their own victims, but at the same time, uh, you got it. I, all I can say is you have to watch this. Yeah, yeah. If you have any opinion about any of this, because it is, uh, it's a lot of shocking stuff. And, um, and, uh, I think, I don't know. It's tough. We didn't used to have this much information about people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, personal information about people and to have this much very deep personal information about this many people, um, you can't help but go, all right, well, I'm writing them off forever because it, 
It's just gross. It's it, so listen, gross. In no way am I disagreeing with that. It's just I think about um, the the documentary series that you, I think you watched as well. I'll be gone in the dark. Yeah, and it, you know it's the whole time this monster and you just you want to murder him yourself. Like right, you know, right, I mean, all right. these terrible, horrific, and I mean, and that doesn't change. Then you get to that sort of towards the last episode where they talk about how as a child he was l- abused in the exact same way by his father, and I think Patton Oswalt put it as well as anyone. He said. As much as that complicates things and it makes it more difficult to just see them as a monster, he gathered all those women in that room and he said, all of you are my hero because all of you had the same shit done to you and none of you became and the you made fucking it out. monster. Right. And that's not a small feat. Right. You know, that you didn't carry that on and pass that cycle on. So I think it's more that that all is all. It is. And I have You're absolutely it, right. It is, the, just, it is the expectation and the, and, and the outright necessity to overcome because yes. if not yes you're lost you're totally lost there's no recovering from that you might hide it but you are yeah. lost yeah, for sure and uh army is lost and you know a lot of people are probably lost in their lives and and they, sure. they just are not public scrutinized right, this way right. um but you have to make that choice to fight against yeah um everything 100%, 100%. and uh, that's a great example that documentary and what Patton says to those women in in regards to all of this is uh, exactly right yeah anyway. um so uh, a couple other things i continue to watch beavis and butthead obviously it's wonderful <laughs> highly recommend that um, we had a we had a finale of a Resident Alien. Did you watch all the rest of the we're, season? We're not to the finale yet, okay. but we continue to feel the same way about kind of the same as Co- uh, Cobra Kai. We totally, just, we just enjoy. It's so the satisfying. Show. Yeah, um, it's exactly it, what it should be. And it even gets to be where I'm like, this is really well written. There are entire portions of the show where I'm like, well, this is so much better than it has any business being. So much more emotional. So much more resonant. We've been with the um, characters long enough now that some really of that attached. naturally comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, excellent. Like Clerks three. Everyone's just trying so hard to be in a, a a better show than they're in, yeah. and it and it works. Um, I have a I have a fun clip or a, a little soundbite from it, and uh, this isn't going to ruin anything for you because you haven't probably gotten to this episode sure. yet. But um, anytime he talks about ET, it's my favorite thing. <laughs> ET was shaped like a sexy potato. <laughs> it's so great. Um. The, the context really is, is that really is that is so this good. alien it, he just thinks ET is the oh, hottest God. fucking hottest <laughs> thing ever potato. sexy potato yeah um, he's, this is the role of his lifetime yeah and <laughs> the context of that conversation is is like ET was naturally the size of a basket he could fit in the ba- <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very 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 funny um, oh, great stuff anyways uh, another all time great show that continues to air in its final season is Atlanta are you watching Atlanta no man that, that's did you ever watch Atlanta sporadically so okay. I've, I've seen enough episodes to know how brilliant it is oh, it's but I've <laughs> never gone start to finish next no, level I know, yeah. I know. And I'll just, I have to go at some point and carve out the time, which, you know, as you know, is sure, the most yeah. difficult thing and just go through all of it. But there are a couple episodes of that that I've watched in, in what I've watched of it where I'm just like, it's holy shit. nuts how so good anyway, it is. Anyway. Everyone involved in that show, obviously Donald Glover is kind of at the forefront, but sure. um, but everybody involved in that show is just making such great, great, great creative art. And uh, I don't know if you saw that, but Rolling Stone put out the top TV shows of all time list. And this is no, number nine 
of all wow. time. Yeah, that's huge, man. So the top is like Sopranos, Wire, I sure. think Cheers is number eight. Yeah, probably Cheers and like Mass. Seinfeld, some somewhere. other things yeah. are in the top ten. This is number the nine, wire, and it's still airing. Man. Yeah, that's that's it's incredible. not even you done. Know, that's interesting too because I always wonder. I mean, clearly, I guess if it's in the last season and it's a show like this, you it can pretty much final. write it yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. However, it is a strange thing when people try to rank things in real time yeah. because if you're talking about in terms of just impact, like we've talked we don't about before, Game of Thrones and Lost and all these things belong there. If you're talking about ultimately how they carried it through, yeah. then they don't. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. it's a thing where I've talked to you about this before, I think even on pod, how we rate movies. There's no movie that that uh, bails on the last act. The third no, act yeah. goes to shit that could ever be in your top 10 movies of all time right. or even probably 100 movies of all time. Correct. There are shows where the entire last season takes a giant big old shit yeah. that people still rank. It's just different because it's yeah, long form yeah. and you're with it for so long. We don't have the same judgment of the two different things. Now, that said... Of course, I don't feel like Atlanta is going to in any way get off no, the map, it, and it's a it different won't. kind of show. Atlanta is just different. But it, it is weird. It, there's just there's been no, in my mind, there's been no wavering of quality in Atlanta at any right. point. It's so uh, confident and realized in its weird style. But imagine leaving Woman King before the last 40 minutes <laughs> right. and being like, Hey, listen, it's one of the 10 best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> haven't seen the end, but you know, that's kind of, it's just different, that's but, I, but I'm excited it's like, that it's yeah. still good. And I can't wait to go through the whole thing at some point. Um, the last TV show I want to mention is Andor. Um, have you been watching it? I've only watched, just been busy. Like I said, been yeah. to more movies than I have in a long time, but yeah. I've only watched the first episode, Yeah, but I enjoyed the first episode yeah. and I, I don't know where it's going. So again, I feel like I'm getting out ahead of myself. But in a lot of ways, I feel like this is kind of what I expected of the movie Rogue One. Yeah. More the story of kind of the underground movement. And I yep. mean, I don't know if you could pull that off in a movie because no, you need more I think time. You need more time. But I, maybe it should have always been a show. Yeah. But that, you know, just from the very nugget from the original Star Wars of the how we got these plans. Yeah. That's yeah. always been a, a story that I think was worth telling. Yep. So I'm um, I'm interested, but I haven't, like I said, I haven't gotten far, man. So I don't know. No, that's fine. And I'm not going to give anything away. I'll tell you that um, Tony Gilroy who, you know, created this show and writes most of it and uh, whatnot. Um, you know, he made Rogue One, but he also made, um, I wrote down, because I always forget, he wrote and I think directed, no, maybe just wrote, he wrote Michael Clayton, State of Play. Those are really, uh, you know, wonderful dramas, kind of suspense movies. And um, he produced Nightcrawler. His pedigree yeah. is so dark and um, and smart, dark and smart, and that's what Andor is. It is um, it is an R rated, yeah, yeah, Star Wars show made for adults, made for older adults, right? And which um, we are now. We are older. Right there from yeah, the beginning, yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't particularly Diego Luna is that his name yep. I don't particularly care about him he has had moments so far of of decent kind of emotion and acting in the show but he to me is not the reason to watch it I mentioned this before I was just like okay it's na the show's named after him but 
it's really this the entire everything else in the yeah, show the that I'm watching it for, and it is a a really 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 well made show. And I think what it's so funny how we've only had a couple of seasons of these other shows like Mandalorian and whatnot, and right. they they used the LED volume to such a degree where yeah. we were like, wow, that's amazing looking, unreal. Except that this show doesn't use the volume or they don't use it hardly at all. Yeah. And it shows the environments that they're in are so much more sprawling and interesting to me. Um, I noted that from some of the early and shots or in this. looks like it costs way, way, way more money yeah. than Mandalorian or book of Boba Fett or, uh, or uh, Obi-Wan. And uh, it, th- just that fact alone makes it, more impressive to me so i think watch it it's it's really good well two thoughts i had from just from the first episode like i said and i don't have much because of that uh so spoiler alert they make <laughs> a decision to go very dark and do something that um i guess technically han did in the original star wars that they edited out and changed in the special editions <laughs> where he doesn't shoot first yeah but they make a decision to a much darker degree in this one early on where yeah. again spoiler um there is a decision made and it's the the correct decision in terms of survival. I mean, it's this guy's begging for his life, but clearly if I go in with him, he will yeah. change his tune the minute he has the, you know, yeah, right. the upper hand where it's the decision is made. I'm going to kill this guy. I'm not going to tie yeah. him up. I'm nope. not going to leave him here and run. Gonna shoot. I'm going to kill him because it's going to help me survive. And he's a bad guy. I mean, then yeah, all yeah. that's true. Um, and I, and it was striking because it's within the first 10 minutes. Yeah. And I remember being like, okay, yeah. Like we're doing something there. The other thing is from the opening shot of him crossing the bridge in mm-hmm. the first episode, the same thought as you, I was just like, wow, you know, one of the things that the scope of star Wars has always been huge because the entire galaxy is at stake, yeah. but you, in the released in the original trilogy, you really stay with our main band of heroes as yeah. they bounce around the Couple entire of small time. Spots, yeah. Death star's huge, right? Yeah, star Destroyer yeah. is huge. I get it. We'd never seen that kind of scale before, but we're very intimate in the level of the story because we're just following these three couple people, people yeah. or split apart, right? Yeah, to this, a couple places. The show really bounces around. And what we're yeah. seeing in this show and the other shows now is the scope and the scale to cite something else that I know you really love is now hitting like that sort of Lord of the Rings sprawling thing where you're at, or Game of Thrones. Totally know what Game you of mean. Thrones, if you want, <laughs> where you're sprawling and seeing an entire continent or world, or in right. this case, galaxy. But you're now seeing it because you have the time to do that in shows and stuff. Yeah. Oh, it was shitty for these people over here while we were following our guys fighting, you know. Yeah. But here's where people were trying to get by day to day. Yeah. You're really seeing more of that in these shows, and especially I think Andor, at least in the first episode. So that's the only other right. thing I wanted to add. No, you're absolutely right. I uh, I don't know. I just recommend it, and then I'm excited for the rest of the season. Um, it's great. Well, let me just say I don't know if you're ready to move on from TV. But are are you, do you have other stuff? No, I'm ready for news. So let me say that I'm only not going into rings of power because I want to finish. Uh, you want to watch the whole thing? I, I, yeah. I have a lot of thoughts and I do want to talk about yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. And it's been a long time coming, but I want to finish the, I want to see the whole thing 
and then I will. And I don't know how long. You've, I know this is pushing it a while because I don't know how long it'll be before we podcast. Well, again, yeah, that's totally your but call. It's but it's going to be a big discussion for me, and I'm not ready to talk about it yet. Well, it won't be a discussion, but it will be a. It'll section. be a rant. <laughs> it'll be a rant. It'll be another of Patrick's rants. We haven't had um, one in a while. Yeah, that's absolutely okay. And uh, we we could also. I'm not suggesting this, but we could also make it a mini sode if it. We probably should. Felt, felt I, like it was. I, I think we should appropriate. Yeah. Um, so people who don't want to listen can just avoid. <laughs> like me. Completely. No. I'm <laughs> I'll be coming at you. You can just record this on your yeah, own. Yeah, by myself, um, less technically sound. I will listen and I'll go. Mm-hmm, It'll sure, be a long sure, voicemail yeah, right. mm-hmm, on mm-hmm, the movies and shit. Sure, sure. Like phone number uh, that <laughs> Kelly will play at the beginning of next episode. Well, let's talk about some news. Um, I'm going to rattle off a few things here. We did have some deaths, um, most notably Jean Luc Godard. Um, Jean Luc, what a great name. Um, <laughs> He Likes died at 91 brain. years old. He was the father of the French New Wave uh, you know, movement. And he is someone I'm not encyclopedic about. Sure. I didn't take any French New Wave class or anything like that. So I really can't speak to him, but he is considered. I did. And if you give um, me about 20 minutes here. No. Yeah, right. Um, no, tell I, us. I'll just say, I mean, as instrumental and influential a director as probably there is in any level of filmmaking, I am not a French New Wave fan. These are not the movies that I, you know brought me to movies and nor are you i did take some classes in college i will just say that i mean you could argue that he influenced where movies went more than anyone outside of maybe like the early founders of you know who first made the short silent films um does that mean like his movies as a whole or anything that i mean they're kind of a chore you know to be honest i mean they're more abstract obviously but in breaking all the rules and sort of, you know, something was established very quickly, and I think for good reason in terms of making movies. It's like, here's the natural way to tell a story. Yeah. And we figured that out really quick. Because of that, and everyone kind of falling in line, no one really kind of colored outside the lines for a long time, at least not at anything that anyone saw, right? Yeah. And he was the first guy along with Truffaut, who I prefer, by the way, if you are going to look at some French New Wave stuff, and a lot of other people um, in just be showing that we're aware we're making a movie, making the movie part of the discussion and everything else. And I think that he's a guy that I could never watch a movie of his and be fine with. And I'm, it's so important that he existed because so many of the things that we do like and love, and so many of the things that have made movies better did start from the kernel of the idea that either he dropped the breadcrumbs or someone else in the French new wave, right? Like, and then eventually the Italian new wave and all these other things. Um, he seemed like a real, I don't want to shit anybody's grave. He seemed like a real dick to a lot of people. Um, most of his companions at some point were not friends with him by the end. And that's kind of a bummer. I read a lot about him after he passed away and it's, I already knew he and, uh, Truffaut had kind of had a falling out. And like I said, I'm just more of a Truffaut fan. However, um, a long run and really never stopped making his stuff. I mean, obviously his influential stuff all happened very quickly in succession in the sixties. And then he kind of made a, a bunch more things till he died. But um, but yeah, just just a thought. And um, I will say that um, Quentin Tarantino, along the same lines, has said many times, those movies are not my aesthetic. Yeah. But a piece that was written about the movie A Band Apart, um, which is Tarantino's nah, production, production company, company name, name, yeah. a piece that was written just about what the attempt was in doing that the dance in that movie. Yeah became the whole idea for what Quentin Tarantino wanted to do in films. And I would argue that he has done. So again, 
the influence of that yeah. is very important. Yeah. And if you watch Pulp Fiction, that's why the dancing styles are what they are. They're straight ripped out of that uh, dance sequence. It's so very interesting. That's all I wanted to say. So he was an inspiration for our entire kind of uh, <laughs> everything modern yeah. day for filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, for film. Um, we also lost uh, great actress Louise Fletcher. She is most uh, widely known as Nurse Ratchet in uh, in yeah. One Flew of the Cuckoo's about Nest. An iconic she was role. Eighty eight. Yeah, just very. Uh, God, it's like so uncomfortable thinking about that character. Oh God, I know. Um, truly, Cringe, still, still, and I, I haven't seen that movie in so long. Um, Coolio, uh, who was an actor, but also, of course, a singer. He also died recently at fifty nine. He was. They very release young. what happened um, to him? Do we know anything? No, about the, that? the articles I said or read uh, didn't say. Uh, okay. So I don't know. Um, it's a drag man. Pretty sad, yeah. And then uh, you had mentioned we just want to shout out a, a death that we missed from months ago, but uh, actor Fred Ward passed away in may and uh he of course very notably from uh tremors <laughs> i didn't know he had passed away um, and when yeah. i saw that i was like dude oh fred ward died so, yeah. yeah but uh it, it was a few months ago we missed it but um but uh he's uh, very iconic <clears throat> um so uh those are some deaths let's talk about some news um i want to uh, play a little clip this is these are like little nuggets of hope that are really hard Great. for me, but Terry Metalis, the showrunner of Picard season two and three, oh. who I, I'm not personally a fan of at this point because I think season two was somehow even worse than season one. Sure. And uh, yet he also was, you know, overseeing season three, which is upcoming. And, uh, but he tweeted the other day, a uh, video of him watching the orchestra play music. Uh, and here we go for season three. Um, oh, I guess I should make it make noise. Hang on. Yeah, we can. Oh. Ah, oh, immediate chills. They're doing the original. Right, come on, man. Listen, there's That's no. That's just there's on his no, iPhone, but he's watching them play it right live in front of him, you know? So. There's no better Ugh. cheat code. There's no better cheat code to affect what you want to affect. Yeah. Than marrying the correct song. music with yeah. the image. I mean, it's just the ultimate. That's game why genie. it's a nugget of hope, but it it is also uh, what's the word? Um, the word's not. Uh, it might be bullshit. It might be bullshit. <laughs> what's the? But it, what is the word? It's uh, it's not bait and switch. It's not abuse. It's like oh, uh, I can think of as false hope. False hope. Yeah, I don't know what the word is. Yeah. But, um, Call in um, if you're listening. It's like it's like the phrase tugging at your heartstrings, you yeah. know, or or emotional uh, manipulation. Manipulate. Ma- yeah. Manipulation. Manipulation. It's manipulative. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is, Terry. Thanks very much. Um, moving on from that, though, uh, it also in Star Trek news they they removed the upcoming or what was upcoming was Star Trek Four. Yeah from the slate so like they added it and then removed it very quickly so they've been trying to get this going for so long i, yeah. I think the new who knows but i think the new ones might just be dead that kelvin timeline and which is fine whole. with me the kelvin stuff you know was good and star trek it was Beyond fun was good yeah especially um, the original god it was, yeah it was fun reboot um but you saw kevin smith opened his own movie theater um in new jersey I it's did. called smod castle cinemas yeah yeah. Um, he did a nice TikTok. I love that he's done that. Kind of like he did a little TikTok showing off the theater a little bit, and he's going like, he just was pointing at all the employees, and he was like, "Remember that fucking face? Remember that fucking face?" And he's pointing at everybody because I guess they're going to do a lot of TikToks from the theater. Um, but that's exciting. Um, it's did, pretty great. Did you see the post uh, about Community having a movie coming out? I did. So yeah. 
the, they're finally giving us the community movie, which I, I was a big, big fan of community. Um, it was a Sony show and we worked at Sony and so on and so forth. Um, but, uh, what is most hilarious about this, I don't know if you caught this on social media, but Joel McHale tweeted the photo that said, and a movie, and he tagged all of the cast in the photo, the tweet. Mm -hmm. And instead of tagging Gillian Jacobs, the star of community with him, he tagged Gillian Anderson. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) And I did not see that, but that's great. She replied. And uh, let me click on it here to see. She wrote, Gillian Jacobs who? I'm in. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the even funnier part is then, of course, that started an outcry of people who were like, you got to put, uh, uh, I keep wanting to say the other pronunciation. Yeah. Yeah. You want to, you definitely need to add uh, Gillian Anderson as a cameo in the movie. And then Dan Harmon, creator of the show, of course, he posted on another social media because he doesn't have Twitter he posted a picture of their interaction. He was like, in five years, I've never felt like I was missing out on anything on Twitter <laughs> until right now. Uh, so how about an entire new X-Files movie? Totally. We switch yep. them. Yeah. <laughs> right. We switch out, put uh, Britta and, uh, yes. and Joel's yes. character as, uh, the two of them. Yeah. Without saying um, anything. Actually, the- Joel was in the final. Oh, he was, he was the <laughs> fuck. I forgot about that. That's probably That's why, why he, he did that. Yeah. yeah. He's friends I just with realized that as I was saying, I, I didn't even Mulder. make that connection. Anyway, that's funny. Um, anyways, moving on. Um, National Cinema Day was a few weeks ago. and uh, every day for me. For, yeah, Variety reported, thanks to heavily discounted tickets, an estimated 8.1 million moviegoers attended the multiplex um, because tickets were just $3 on that day. Right. Um, and it said, making September 3rd the highest attended day of the year for theaters. Um, so that was exciting. Yeah, um, and that fun. was a crazy busy day everywhere. Um, did you read about they're doing a Ferris Bueller's Day Off spinoff? No. It's going to be called Sam and Victor's Day Off. Do you know who Sam and Victor are? I don't. It's the parking attendants that steal the Ferrari. <laughs> okay, I'm back and in. Guess, Just when I and thought I was guess out. who is making it? No idea. The guys who make Cobra Kai. <laughs> This is great. Dude, Isn't this that is fun? Great. Okay. Yeah, I hope it's as good. That's great. I, I love that movie and I love that sequence. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, and then the last thing I have in news is just a shout out to our friends over at the Screen Drafts podcast, Clay Keller and everybody. They uh they actually made it to Collider's 10 best podcasts about movies. That's great. Um, and uh they are, you know, we've talked about their their uh, format many times that it is frustrating to say the least, but it is always entertaining. Yeah. Um, the fights, even when you're mad, is entertaining. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty we got to fight more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, anyways, that's all I got for news. Well, um, uh, I'll just say that, um, uh, you may have seen this, maybe you didn't, but all, all of the James Bond movies in honor of the 60th anniversary are all going to be available on prime. Oh, sweet. All streaming. Yeah, um, yeah. they just announced that, uh, Jack Ryan is coming back in December. Oh, <gasps> shit. Upcoming cool. Stuff. Cool. Yeah. But, uh, I haven't done two, upcoming two yet, kind of spy great. things. Well, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm taking us that way. Um, maybe you're not ready. But. Yeah, my my categories are basically news, trailers, and then upcoming trailers um, first, yeah. then upcoming. Okay, so I switched it. Uh, yeah. That's okay. Doesn't matter. Um, do you want me to rattle off a couple of trailers that uh, people yeah. should keep an eye out Hit for? Em. We got a trailer for Glass Onion, which is uh, of course this upcoming Knives Out mystery movie, right. the second uh, of three. That was good. Um, Picard season three. Um, uh, you know, 
Uh, it, they they showed us a little more uh, in a in a new trailer. Uh, whatever. Uh, Mandalorian season three got a teaser. Have you seen the trailer? I assume you have for the Fablemans. Uh, custom made to be Patrick's favorite movie of all custom time. Made. Um, yeah. I felt so manipulated in the best way watching that trailer. Yeah, the way I haven't like, felt in so long because it's, it's like so Spielberg. All of the Spielberg cliches, but actually about a family Spielberg yeah, about, and basically, yeah, yeah. you know, and growing up and like, yeah. I was watching that and I was just like, well, if this ain't everything that I've ever wanted yeah, right. in terms of, uh, make my hair stand up on my Considering arms. Considering how it's as good as I wanted absolutely to be. pitch perfect West side story was That's and then how it reinvigorated our love for Spielberg. And we're like, man, he still fucking got it. Why did he phone it in for a while? I mean, he didn't really, but he sort of did with a few things. I'm walking back everything I said and, about him. He's uh, my all-time favorite. And looking I was like, at this, you're just like, fuck, yeah, I think he's going to nail it. I said he's just past doing not good movies, but the Spielberg movie, the movie that makes him yeah. unique. All these historic dramas, they're all perfectly made look he's a technically he's of course he's a genius yeah, right master, whatever master. everybody says so but um but you know that thing with the sort of the 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 little magic that he always had that yeah. separated the the ets you know the reason that amblin entertainment has a bike riding across the moon you know right. and indiana jones and all the fun of those and you know everything else right Jurassic park and that, that i thought was done and, and then west side yeah. story like you said we both were just so blown away by and now this that's i mean you know again we'll see. try to get ahead of ourselves we'll see. might not be yeah. good but but looks to be the just, casting looks excellent and it also looks like yeah. i'm not saying he's done with movies he's not but it seems like that final piece yeah to the spielberg quote-unquote movie that this is the end of like if you do yeah. that as your it feels like career, a book like this is my autobiography yeah. Yeah. movie that's fictionalized that I'm going to do as kind of my final nod Correct. to myself almost to my own legacy. Correct. The swan song. So I'm very, and you can also see why he stepped away from uh, Indiana Jones to just kind of focus on West side story and this, you know, like I think that's all really good. Yeah. Um, I support, Agreed. I support that because you know, the old version of him would have just made another Indiana Jones and it would have been phoned in like the last one. And like, um, like Ready Player One and other things, um, just because it's the big, uh, you know, blockbuster. Um, we got a trailer, a fun trailer for Babylon, Damien Chazelle's yeah, new movie. That, yeah. that looks like a lot of fun. It might be, <laughs> it might be dumb or stupid or something, but you know, he has, he, in my mind, he has a pretty good track record. All his movies are his few, his three are all extremely well crafted. It's just a matter of, yeah, like, do you <clears throat> are you invested in the story? Yeah, do you like the story that's being told? And this one looks like it might be more out I there than the other ones. And I'm excited. Um, so I'm not sure. We'll see. But yes, I am a fan of him for sure. Um we got a trailer for uh the Last of Us HBO miniseries that mm -hmm. looks truly wonderful. Um, from the creator of Chernobyl. That's very, that was what really got yeah, me very uh, promising. Like, okay, here we go. Um, we got a trailer for the Whitney Houston movie. I want to I want to dance with somebody that looks uh, like a lot of fun. Um, there's this really bizarre movie with uh, Kate Blanchett that's out in a week called Tar. Tar. 
Uh, that also looks like in a totally batshit insane movie. I'm ready for it. Um, yeah, we got so, two conductor movies coming up because Bradley Cooper's doing his. Uh, oh, I didn't. And you know we don't get a whole lot of conductor movies. <laughs> I remember being like, this is the classic Hollywood thing of like we got a we got a green light our conductor movie. We've had one. Oh no, on the they shelf did one. Okay, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's funny. Uh, anyways, that's all I got for trailers. But um, uh, Willow, there's a new Willow trailer. Oh yeah, which I know is. you're excited for. I, yeah, Honestly, see, the kind second of shied Willow away from trailer uh, made me even more pumped, and okay. it's Lawrence Kasdan's son. I always forget his name uh, Jake crappy. yeah Jake Kasdan I- I'm pumped I-, I loved that movie as a kid and we'll, we'll see yeah I've we'll never seen Willow is, so. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll watch um, it before the show okay. comes out um, upcoming very soon uh, in addition to anything else you want to throw out but uh, October is a good month for movies we do have that tar movie we we're just mentioning Amsterdam is coming out yeah, Till is coming out. That looks to be very oh, devastating. Uh, devastating yeah exactly um, did you see the trailer for Triangle of Sadness no, it's a. <laughs> it looks great. Um, it's out in a couple of weeks, and it's uh, check it out. It's I've seen the trailer now a couple of times. It's a uh, God. I I don't know if it's a French director. It's a foreign born director, and it's mostly seemingly a foreign cast who I I don't recognize. And then Woody Harrelson for some reason. <laughs> and it's about a private like sailing yacht where. It seems to be that the crew of the ship is sick of rich people, and so they are making the the crews miserable <laughs> for the rich people, and but in a very highly stylized sure. way. And That's it's uh, it looks great. Um, anyways, we got the announcement about Deadpool three. That was a With cute, Wolverine. yeah, cute announcement where uh, Hugh Jackman crazy. is coming back. Um, that's cool. Uh, and uh, then some upcoming shows. Also, we're getting an additional episode or episodes of The Vow, which was that cult, you know, miniseries yeah. Yeah. Um, where they have more content. Um, we're getting more uh, Searching for Italy with Stanley Tucci. We're getting a new whole new season of White Lotus. Um, right, now which is a standalone, right? Aren't yeah, they? They're, they're kind of an anthology yeah. type thing. So it'll be the. I think the implication is that White Lotus is the brand name of the hotel. So now we're going to go to a different location of the White Lotus. Um, oh, and then uh, November is also looking to be pretty promising. We're getting a new season of Mythic Quest, which is one of my favorite yeah. shows. We're getting new Yellowstone, the uh, other Taylor Sheridan show, Tulsa King which I've mentioned with uh, right. Sylvester Stallone and then uh, Willow, like you just mentioned. When does um, uh, 1923, what did they change? The oh, I think that's in production. So we're okay, probably still ways, at least nine months. With I would my say man Harrison. Yeah. Um, my man. Did you see um, the Costner's directing a new Western directing and starring? No, that's Western? cool. Yeah. I, I, you know, is there a name? I know just, nothing about okay, it, yeah. um, I, but, but I him. saw that it had been announced and you know, it's like, I just feel like at the end, when when everything's said and done, you know, the sports movies and westerns that Costner has yeah. made, you know, the era where neither of those, I'm not interested in those anymore, and they're not made that much. Yeah, he's still like the king of those yep. to me. It's yep. like he's the king of a a former era, but for today, you know, like yeah, he's like doing he the can movies still do it that he I miss, but they're yeah. good. So I'm excited for that. And yeah. then also. Uh, I know you're not as big a uh, a sports fanatic as me, but um, they're doing a redeem team. Um, show which is the Kobe Bryant Team USA 
going for gold after oh. after the U.S. That's the cool. First like time a ever like a dramatic series about it. A documentary yeah. series. Oh, a docu. So yeah, it's um you know we had the dream team in '92 that came in and mm-hmm. changed everything, and then you know it was just kind of assumed well we'll just kick everybody's ass and America will never lose you know right. gold. And then there was a team that did, and it was kind of about just throwing out talented guys and thinking well they'll win. You know, as opposed to like building a team and Kobe Bryant, LeBron James and all these people kind of came back and they were like, we need to bring gold back to the U.S. Basketball is our game. We invented it, all this other stuff. But the only thing they've really released in terms of clips, and this speaks a little bit to the fanaticism of Kobe Bryant, but also why people love him. Same as Jordan, just this sort of I'll kill myself to beat you out there. You know, that kind of commitment to the craft where, you know our friendship is fine off the court, but when I'm there, I'm an artist and I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. So the only thing they've really released is Kobe Bryant and Pau Gasol were essentially like best friends and teammates at this point because they were playing with the Lakers. And it's just this series of interviews with other players. And they're all, these are all the best players in the world. And they're all kind of like, Kobe just came in and he was like, Hey, first play of the game. I know what they're going to run. Pau's going to come set a screen. I'm going to run right through his fucking chest. And everybody was like, no, you're not. You know what I mean? They were all just like, "That's come on. You know what I mean? You guys are like hunting for a title. You're like good friends. He's like, I'm going to blow right through his fucking chest. We need to set the tone and like send a message. And everyone is kind of like rolling their eyes and laughing. I'm like, okay, first play comes. And he tries to run through his teammate. I mean, he knocks us on the ground, runs full speed, and just knocks his ass on the ground. And then it just kind of cuts from one player to the other, and their eyes all kind of going wide. <laughs> and like, oh, this motherfucker's for real. Like, you know, they're yeah. all just like, we're going to win. So I can't wait to see that. Just that, like, it's almost clickbait sure. what they were doing. But just seeing that story, I just kind of can't wait. The Last Dance was so good. I've oh, been yeah. watching this Legacy Lakers documentary, which is also good. But I'm very excited for the Redeem team. And I think all that's the cool. Kobe fans will be very excited as well. So. What is? Do you know what that's airing on? Or is it? <sighs> I don't. I don't know if it's ESPN or I don't okay. know if it's Netflix. It's re, It's just called Redeem Team. Okay. We'll but keep I'm an eye not that, sure. Yeah. And I should have that info. But you yeah, know, I'm not fine. a professional. So. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Um, okay. I would say we're, we're done with upcoming. And uh, basically, I've got my two little uh, fun sections for you to do with me um we've got the rotten tomatoes scores uh game and i've also got some movie years we could throw out uh which one do you want to do first let's i i think we've gotten into a kind of a routine of the years and then the tomatoes got so it. let's do years then tomatoes uh years first got it um all right i had a good run last time embarrassing run the time before and good run last We're gonna, time. we got 10 movies don't look at my screen oh yeah and pretty woman pretty woman is 1990 nailed uh, the guns of Navarone. Oh, guns of Navarone. I'm going to say was 1963. One sixty-one. Fuck. Uh, pretty close. Yeah. Good guess. Uh, a Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange. I think Clockwork Orange was 1971. Got it. The Usual Suspects. Usual Suspects was 1995. Correct. Tron. Tron was 1982. Correct. Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot was mm, 1997? 2000. Oh, wow. Okay. King Kong, the original. 1933. Correct. You Only Live Twice. (laughs) (laughs) You Only Live Twice was 1967. Correct. Uh, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. (laughs) (laughs) These ones really throw me for They're some reason. So, the Planet of the Apes is so hard. No, because they all run together for yeah, me. I know. Okay, um, Conquest, and don't tell me the answer to this. I think Conquest was the fourth. 
movie. <laughs> I don't even know. The Planet of the Apes. So if it's the, the names one. names are so hard to keep track of. If it's the one I'm thinking of, I think this movie came out in 1973. Um, okay. So Conquest, it's 1972. Um <sighs> And it is the fourth one. Son of a bitch. But you are off by year. Um, and lastly, The Green Mile. The Green Mile was either 99 or 2000. I think it's 1999. Correct. So you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of ten right. And you are off by one year on one of them. Um, so that's pretty okay. good. I feel fine yeah, with that. The last couple you've had about 70, 80%. That's yeah, pretty good. I feel pretty, pretty good. good about that because there's some random ones in there. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, I hit random. <laughs> I hit random let, let random movies. Ser- let me know how impressed you are with me. Seriously, guys, write in because I'm, you know, I need it these days. And write in <laughs> if you never want him to do this again. No. And write in if it's not impressive. If you're like if you can't get 10 out of 10, there's no point doing this. I think uh I think 99% of people could only do maybe 2 out of 10. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely feel like I'm higher Routinely. than the average. I also, I know these aren't the rules of the game, but if I'm within a year, especially of the older ones, you I, feel, of feel I feel like good. You did. Yeah, yeah, you know, a year or two. So anyway, yeah, yeah. okay. Right. So what are the Rotten Tomatoes? Um, all right, we're going to do our boy, James Cameron. Since we were talking about him. Excellent. And we were talking about Excellent. how he how he kind of um, he kind of always wins despite the, you know, well, with the money Just, anyway. Uh, kind of, I get, well, okay. So here's the surprising part. James Cameron hasn't made a lot of movies. Yeah. We think about him and we think about, oh, yeah, he's made a ton of stuff. He he's has made, made big ones. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven movies. Right. Um, and he's not going to direct all the Avatar sequels anymore. Oh, is said. that true? He said oh, I he didn't even know that. Yeah. He's well, going to produce all of them. He's going to be very hands-on. The point is that like, he is not a young guy. Sure. And I don't know how old he is, but you know, someone like Spielberg has made five times the amount of movies sure. that he has, you know? Yeah. So it's very interesting to see his list. Um, but let's just go through them. So the first one he made, and I'm not including technically he was, he's credited as a director on Piranha too. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that one. Um, because it's not, it's a little vague. Yeah. Um, his debut is the Terminator, which is an all time classic. And I love it. Yeah. Um, and I think, Critics gave the original Terminator an 84. It also came out in 84, by the way. Yes, it did. <laughs> and I think uh, I think the fans gave it an 88. 189. So you were off by one on wow, the critic, or on the audiences. It has 100% from uh, critics. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it because I love it. But Keep I in don't mind the understand. older movies are a little bit it's kind of like it's a combination of old reviews yeah, and new reviews. Yeah, I don't know. Still, Anyways, still weird. Um, I don't understand. What about things. aliens? Um, well, I was going to say kind of in the same sort of arena. Um, right. But actually I think aliens is uh way up there in the nineties. If I'm remember, I think alien and aliens are both weirdly there. So I think um, critics for aliens gave it a 96 and audiences gave it a 97. 98 and 94. You were okay. extremely close. And uh, to me, I love the Alien franchise. I like them all. And of course, Alien and Aliens are great. To me, 
that's way too high. They're, they're Aliens both. is yeah. very good, but it is also full of clunky dialogue yeah. and it's a some movie. stupid characters. It's a great action B movie, um, but not I an don't know how it's at 98% from This critics. is kind of like when they talk about how Raiders of the Lost Ark, Spielberg took the B movie and elevated it to, to like an A-list yes. type of movie. Yes. To me, Aliens, and I love it, it's, and it's that fun. It's not. It's it wasn't still elevated to the. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still it's a great, and it's competently. I'm not saying it's not well made. Yes, but um, especially now, it feels more dated than a lot of the other ones. Than it like does. Raiders. A, a, like, or it even just time. how about Alien? Yeah, Alien is absolutely one thousand percent timeless. Mastery of atmosphere, and then and Aliens it's, look, it's, is it, stuck in 1980. Whatever. Alien probably also is benefits from being simpler, like. It's yes. kept tighter. It doesn't get as, and because of that, it's more timeless and you can't really date it because of yes. where it is and it stays in a compact ship and everything else. But you and me both together, aliens is more my kind of movie, Yes, but I much prefer and I'm more impressed by alien. Like yes, alien is the one, but both of those, in my opinion, are still too highly rated. Yeah. I think they're amazing. But they, those movies pop up in like the top 10 or 20 on all these lists, like IMDb and everything. And clearly the Rotten Tomatoes, they're in the upper 90s. I mean, it around 90 is yeah. like where I'm thinking, you know, the high yeah. 80s or 90. Anyway, anyway. Okay. Absolutely I agree. Um, this one is, I would argue, the forgotten James Cameron movie, Abyss. The Abyss. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the forgotten one. I love it. It might be. I'm my not favorite. saying I mean, it's not good. It's yeah, just it's I love the it. forgotten one. Um I don't know. See, I don't know what the reception was for this one. I, I will say critics because of the technical stuff. I think critics gave it an, I'll say 94 and audiences, I think gave it like an 85, 88 from critics. So a little lower and then an 83 from audiences. So you were very close. Okay. Um, that feels fine. Yeah. I mean, what I, when I was looking these up, I was basically just blown away by how high they all are. You know, yeah. and that's, yeah. that's, you know, I'm going through them one, two, three. I'm like, wow, they're, they're really pretty high. Never misses. These numbers are high. Um, all right. And then we have the best sequel of all time. My all time favorite. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. I mean, T2 to me, this is one of those ones. If it was upper 90s, I'd feel fine. I don't think it's probably got as high as Alien. I'll say critics gave it a 95. And actually, I'll say critics gave it a 92. Audiences gave it a 95. Ooh man, you are almost perfect. Ninety three and ninety five. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's I, exactly that, right. That's that's as going from the baseline of Terminator, which yes. I think is a great movie. That might be the best sequel ever if you're starting from the jumping point of the first one. Yes. To what you did with the next yes. one. Yes. Anyway, it's so. Good. And this is the this is the argument I am making because Avatar two right will right, be right hey his only other sequel that he's made and. There is a, a an almost ten year gap between the Terminators. Yep. There's a little bit longer with these, but again, he was it's about do him sequel. perfecting the style and technology to add even more than we ever thought he could do. And I think that he's proven that he proved this thirty years ago. So yes, if Avatar think, Two makes the equivalent leap yes, from Avatar that I think Terminator will. Two did from Terminator, it will be the, my favorite movie. <laughs> okay, <fair laughs> just so you know, he no, loves no. blue monkeys. <laughs> no, um, and uh, True Lies. Oh God, another. I mean, I could argue this is my favorite Cameron movie. Yeah, right. it, I mean, it's not the best. When but. you when you look at all of his movies, you're kind of like. I think I enjoy beat for beat entertainment. Maybe yes. the best beat yeah. for beat entertainment for sure. Yeah. Um, I think critics probably 
did a 85 here and audiences did a 91. 70 mm. and 76, which to really? me is extremely, audiences 76? extremely Maybe annoying. it was just my dad that was over the moon over this one. I thought everybody <laughs> oh, no, I mean, we, we loved this when loved we were kids. This, yeah. uh, it's so fun and it's such a great like Bond spoof. But oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. That's his work. That's his so far, that's biggest miss. by far the, yeah. the biggest miss. Um, then we have Titanic. Which one? Titanic. Yeah, no, I know. Titanic. Um, <laughs> I've never, Titanic. Heard, never heard of it. Um, I mean, again, I think Titanic uh, critics, 94 audiences, 97. 87. Ooh. And 69. From from audience? Isn't that wild? I Wow. See. I would have never guessed that. Now, I would rank, I'm not trying to be shitty, I would rank Titanic in like the 78. Yes, correct. You know, I, I don't, in I don't my mind, shit. yes, it is. But I thought critics, at least from the technical stuff and how right. he saved it, I thought And audiences, sure. I thought just, yeah. it was just such Everybody a crowd pleaser. Everybody fucking went but. to it. 69? Do you think any of that is revenge rating after Maybe. like a lot of times things get so after successful? Tw- you know, people twenty like, years Fuck that movie. People, it's not yeah. that good. Mm, wow, fucking, that's fucking. shocking. Okay, shocking, but okay. And last be lastly, but not leastly, <laughs> Avatar. Again, I'm going to stay with the same thing I was thinking for Titanic. I think critics, uh, ninety seven and whoa audiences i mean i think the technical i mean that's just what i'm gonna say yeah and then uh audiences like 85 uh it's 82 and 82 okay which feels right yeah that's fine for me i feel that's fine avatar 90s i think would be generous and of course you're basing that you're weighing that so much on the technical but i think i just remember i think this is a better representation of the i do too i'm I'm happier it's where it is but i thought at the time for both titanic and this just from the technical standpoint i know critics aren't just rating technical but i thought that they would kind of all be on board for such a sure kind of leap you know Maybe not even full. So impressive. Yeah. New. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's some well, of those surprises. That's, uh, that's all I got. And uh, I think we'll uh, we'll come back to James Cameron uh, in a couple of months. I mean, it's so soon. We're going to have yeah, this I know. Avatar in December. It feels like it's been forever. And it has been. <laughs> it has. Yeah. It's been, a, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, well, that's uh, all I got. Do you have a hidden gem today you want to share with I us? I mean, dude, of course I do. Of course you do. Uh, you know, we didn't do hidden gem last time. I know. I, I am aware I of that. I think we yeah. just got... Uh, we gave a we gave a, a nice little tribute to Nichelle Nichols last week. So that took up our end because we played out with it. But uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so tell um, me what you got. I wanted to uh, name... Uh, have you ever seen the movie Coherence? I think you have. What is it about? For my hidden gem. So... It's the opposite of Cameron. It's the lowest budget type of sci-fi movie you could make okay. uh, in a very, very creative and clever way. I'm actually surprised. I really thought I'd given this one, but I'm I went back sure to our list. I've, I went I'm back to sure our list, and I have not named this one before for uh, a okay. gem. Uh, I think it came out around like 2014, 2013, 14, something like that. Um, and the the premise is it's a group of people at like a dinner party. And they're sort of low key talking about how there's a meteor or something passing by that night. Uh Oh yeah. I heard about that or whatever. And this one guy who's like cousin or something works for the government says, yeah, you know, he told us, um, it's low risk, no big deal, but he told us to stay inside, not to look directly at it. And you know, something like stay off your phones too, because it could have some effect on, you know, that kind of stuff. And essentially it's kind of half horror or at least psychological horror with sci-fi based on sort of what happens around this little community there. There's not really, it's just a couple houses, you know, out in the small neighborhood during this one night 
where this like meteor passes over and causes some really strange stuff. Um, it's very good. Um, it, I mean, I can't recommend it high enough if this is the kind of stuff you're into. And it's like a clinic in terms of like, here's what you can do if you don't have much money, you know what I mean? Or you want to, to make a sci-fi movie. It's just conceptually very cool, very impressive, um, and had me on the edge of my seat the entire time. Dang. So when did you see this originally? When it came out? Yeah. I mean, I think it's probably been, I mean, I did not watch it at the theater, but as soon as it became available for like either stream or DVD even, you know, cause it's a, it's a while back, I think, isn't it like mid 2000 teens or something like that? I think um, it's like 2013, 14, see. something like that. Yeah. But I really, really enjoyed it. And um, again, can't recommend it high enough. It's one of those hidden gems. It's a hidden gem, but it's a sci-fi hidden gem to me. Well, what's weird to me is that I don't think I've heard of this, but um, it's playing tomorrow night. What? Exactly. That's what why I'm fuck? like, what prompted this? It appears to be playing tomorrow night at Lomelie Glendale. And it, and the it says that it's part of the Glendale International Film Festival, except that that obviously wouldn't make sense with a movie that's not new. Yeah, what? And so when I click on it on their website, it says the Glendale International Film Festival, which is September 29th through October 6th of this year, eight days, five locations, 100 films. It says... Coherence screening followed by a conversation with director James Ward Burkett, who is who made that movie. Yeah. Um, and it's 2013. Is the, and it IMDb. came out in 2013. So if you want to go see it tomorrow night, <laughs> it's playing at seven with the director uh, afterwards. This is um, so interesting. How weird that me. you would uh, bring that one up uh, just by chance. Bizarre. Um, crazy, right? Anyway, so to chance. maybe if I'm not doing anything tomorrow night, I'll go see it. Dude, um, I would highly and, recommend uh, it. I'm and, telling you. And listen to the guy. Um, I definitely have never heard of this, but this is a good hidden gem. Thank you. That is uh, so interesting. That's mu- that went much better than I thought it was going to. Maybe yeah. my favorite hidden gem. Some live uh, um, live uh, research. All right, weird. guys. Well, thank you so much for listening and staying with us this long. I'm not sure when we'll see you again, but um, get out there, see some movies. I also want to shout out to um, the people of Southwest Florida who got hit by a really terrible storm, uh, you know, hurricane, Category 4 hurricane this week. And, um, it's been on my mind because most of my family there is in that area of Fort Myers. Um, they are all safe. Um, but, uh, if you have any, uh, time to research, uh, people without resources in Southwest Florida or give to the Red Cross or any other local community, uh, actions there, please do. Um, yeah, stay that's, safe, uh, that's it. Um, thank you guys. Happy Halloween and happy viewing. <laughs>